Alright, I'm here. Are we ready? Son, son, baby boy, are you ready? Yeah. That, you yeah. are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go. In this movie, or this movie, wow, this episode 170 of Just Because of the Human Experience podcast, I'm Michael Lobo. And I'm here with my son. Because in this episode, we picked our top 10 movies of the year. I was joined by my brother Chris, um, Monet, my friend Monet, and. What is she? My bestie. Oh my goodness. And um, Javi, our friend Javi, shows up super late into the episode, but we appreciate him anyway. What were your five favorite movies from this year? Do you remember what your number five was? Lightyear? Lightyear. And then Turning Red? Turning Red. Minions, Rise of Gru? Rise of Gru. What did you like about Minions, Rise of Gru? That there were dragons. There were dragons. What did you like about Lightyear? That there was Zerg. Zerg. What about Turning Red? That the mom turned into a panda. The mom turns into a panda. And then number two, oopsies, was The Sea Beast. Number two was The Sea Beast. What did you like about The Sea Beast on Netflix? That there was a lot of, that there was a lot of beasts. Beasts in the sea. And what was your number one favorite movie from last year? Wakanda Forever. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. You have it as your favorite movie, as your number one. Yes. What did you like about Wakanda Forever? The, the sirens make people jump into the water. <gasps> the sirens made the people jump into the water. Can I tell you something? What? So I think we all had Wakanda Forever on our lists, but... You want to know who had it at, who has it lower than number one? Who? Monet. Monet has it lower than number one. Number one. You liked it more yeah. than. Oh my gosh. She's my bestie. She's your bestie? Yeah. Okay. What movie are we watching now? The Hobbit. We're watching The Hobbit. Are you liking it so far? Yeah. Oh my goodness. What do you like so far? That they showed the dragon. They showed the dragon for a little bit. Not fully yet. Actually, I liked the orcs. You like the orcs? And the wolves. Oh my goodness. Okay. I love you. Nothing. He said nothing. Very good. That's not... No one can pick up any sound. It's... He's doing ASMR. No, I'm not. He's doing it. He's doing it. You can... Okay, no one can hear that. All right, goodbye. No, goodbye, Monet. Oh, my God. Okay, you wanted to say something else? Ah. Ah. Ew, God. It's coughed all over the thing. Jeez. The hammerhead suck this. Hi. How's it going, Monet? Pretty good. How are you doing? Ugh. <sighs>
No, uh, I'm okay. I was trying to finish a movie this morning and it did not work out because children. Right. Chris. What's up, Monet? Hi, Chris. No, I'm I'm Michael. It's been Lobo. a while. Wow. Okay. That's all right. Never mind. I take it back. We don't need you, Chris. You're good. Go go okay. take a lap. It's gonna be all right. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> We're here to rank top 10. I don't know where the fourth person is. I'm going to angry text them. Top 10 movies. Chris, you saw exactly 10 movies, right? I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. You need to pay your your CenturyLink. Do you have CenturyLink in California? No, they don't have CenturyLink. Yep. Oh. They do? Ew. No. Oh. <laughs> That's what I have. Nope, we don't. I hate it. Oh, you don't. All right, hold on. Let awesome. me change my Wi-Fi. Did you pay your AT&T bill, your Verizon bill? <laughs> pay, pay all the bills before. Comcast. I don't know. I'm I do. It just doesn't reach up here. Up Who's here? Who's bill? What am I paying? Where the are Wi-Fi? you? <laughs> up here? Are you in the Shield helicarrier? What? It's going to be all right, Chris. I'm so sorry. Chris, are you all right? Wait, are you moving? He's buffering. Okay, Monet, it's you and I. Um... <laughs> All right, is that better? It, I will find out. <laughs> okay, I, I, I turned on my hotspot for this. Oh, thank, I, I'll Venmo you if you go over your data. Uh, yes. I already went over my data, so uh, nope. you can... No, 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 no. <laughs> Starting now. Not... <laughs> no, no. Not oh, your good. whole time. You is if they text you and they say, "Hey, you want to eat? You know, mm-hmm. use seventy five percent. You know, well, like yeah. <laughs> we're gonna turn it off. No, no, no. I'll just charge me. Just charge me. Okay, perfect. Our boss didn't pay the Wi Fi, so then I had to use it at yeah. work. Our our boss. Our boss. Your well, former your former boss. boss. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so she, yeah. She counts. There's Moscato in this. I think top ten movies. Monet, do you want to go first? Oh, so the way we usually do this is say if I have light year at number 10 and Chris has light year at number one, <laughs> we wait till we get to Chris's number one to talk about it. Does that make sense? Yes, makes sense. Okay, cool. Okay, here we go. Monet has light year at number 10. Right. No, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, light year from 10, 10 to 2 is light year. 10 to 2. Okay, <laughs> no. got it. No, I don't have it. Okay. Uh, my number 10 is fantasy football. It was on Paramount Plus. It has Marseille Martin and Amari Hardrick and Kelly Rowland. Ooh. It was, I was good. Gonna... Was it good? Yeah. It's about on my list. Like, it's she... on your list? It's on your list. Oh, How long so I haven't seen it. <laughs> but I will take spoilers. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I get it. It's <laughs> on your list to watch. I thought you meant yeah. it's on your list. Okay, we could talk about. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so her dad's on an actual football team in the movie, and he gets traded a lot because he's kind of bad <laughs> at football, so he doesn't stay with one team. And they end up landing in Atlanta, so he plays for the Falcons, and he she gets a game like she's really good at Madden because she just plays it all the time because she doesn't have a lot of friends because they moved a lot. For some reason, the like they're out in the rain and electricity <laughs> shocks the game. So the game has special powers. Wow. So she gets dope. to play the game as her dad. 
because she's trying to make his Madden score go up. And then she makes him better. In real life? Yeah, in real life. <laughs> All right, I'm sold. You sold He's me on the movie. <laughs> in real life, she makes him good. And so, of course, it's like funny and, you know, like and cute because, I mean, you know. Yeah, of course. I really Marseille. like it. Yeah, Marseille, right? Yeah. That kept popping up when I would scroll. And I, I'm not a, a big fan of football, so I just, nah. But now that you told me that part, I want to now. Yeah, I didn't that know sounds, what yeah. it was about. I thought, like, maybe a fantasy team, you know? Because fantasy yeah. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, no, she's playing SM now? I'm like, what? Nice. And I love video games. All right, fantasy football. All right, Chris, what is your number 10 out of 10 movies you've seen this year? <laughs> uh, my 10 out of 10 is <laughs> Barbarian. It's a movie Tight. that that came out. Um, or am I allowed to spoil some things? Yeah, yeah you, you could, could spoil. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a movie that came out for Halloween. It stars Justin Long and a few other people that I don't know. But pretty much... Uh, Two people rent an Airbnb at the same time, and there's miscommunication with, oh, you booked it. No, I booked it. No, we both booked it. Um, it turns out being a haunted house. Oh, and nope. uh, the first person that goes into the Airbnb, he ends up getting captured by some like seven-foot demon and then gets locked up in the basement. And then the next girl that shared the Airbnb with him, she also gets captured. And so they're trying to figure out how to escape. That part was cool, but the reason why it's on the bottom of my my list, my very short list, is they have an incest plotline in it, and it was very weird. And so what this, that oh no, like, yeah, that seven foot demon is a product of incest. So there was like a sexual predator who would go around the neighborhood having sex with a bunch of women, having sex with their kids to form the ultimate like demon baby <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it like the beginning of the it's movie sounded all... so awesome because it was like oh you know what this could totally happen and it's a haunted house and then it, this whole incest uh, incest storyline was not working out and then justin long's character was not needed um it was interesting but it was uh if i could put a lower than 10 i, <laughs> I would <laughs> But unfortunately, I only saw 10 movies. <laughs> just, but it's just, okay, variety. <laughs> yeah, just just text me throughout the year. Be like, hey, I moved Barbarian to 12. I saw two more movies. <laughs> took well, I'm, spot. Watching, I'm watching two, one more tonight. So it'll be like, cool. it'll, for sure, it'll be 11. <laughs> it'll be 11. That was on my list to watch. Now I don't think I want to. You unsold <laughs> it me. It sounded good at first. It yeah. good at first. And then... I, I would How, say... Okay, sorry. I'll answer your question. Go ahead. How detailed? Or is it just like, here's incest, or they, I saw my mom, and we, or like how? You see the predator making sex tapes with all of these, with his kids, essentially. Nope. I no, no, I need him. I know. And, <laughs> I know. and then the the people that are captured are realizing like, oh, you have been not only sleeping with your kids, but you're also killing them off. So that oh the next one God. can come and like, yes. you know, be the ultimate whatever. It takes a very sharp turn very quickly. If you <laughs> want to watch it, I'd say watch the first half of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> when it's an what's an when it's an Airbnb haunted yeah. house yeah. movie, and then when it See, jumps, that just does stop sound it. interesting. It does. The, the minute Justin Long comes on, 
turn turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Tur- tur- turn it off. Burn your HBO Max and throw it in the calm dumpster. Calm down, calm down. That's where all the <laughs> no, I I can't. I'm really glad. Uh, like Pokemon didn't take that route when they're like, "Oh, Pokemon, be a Pokemon master," and then they didn't make it very dark. Um, and, and then they do the Pokemon. And then they have yeah, that's where I thought. Like when you're like, I, you have to be the best. What? No, that's not what it means. I'm a level four Charmander. Put Charmander down. Oh, my number ten, Chris. If you're cool with this, uh, Monet and I were talking about this at work. It's an episode from a docu series, and those things are like an hour. 15 long so i counted as a movie okay i i have you're like oh wait I now I after you said that okay cool so one of mine is um yes all i do is watch dr ringers yeah. yeah so it's untold the rise and fall of and one it was super interesting because i i loved watching when they had the show on espn the the street ball show and they'd go from city to city and play different people and i was super into it and i was just thinking about it the other day whatever happened to those people and i googled it and there was a netflix thing ready to go and so i watched it it was super interesting to see the founders of and one their plans for it trying to compete with nike and sort of getting in touch with these these people who play basketball in a different way right with street rules and and how that just took off and and they went to different places and and then of course the fall how shitty the players were treated once they figured out hey we're not getting paid as much as we probably should when we're the ones playing basketball versus these executives and i love basketball and it's super sad how it ends you know because athletes they're just treated as sort of this thing we could they could do whatever we want but yeah untold the the rise and fall of and one on netflix was was really good monet what is your number nine um, the good nurse. Oh yeah. Was talking I, about that too. Yeah. Um, Chris, have you seen that? No. Okay. Go ahead, Monet. <laughs> I'm just gonna assume it's yeah, yeah. you say no. Yeah. Okay. On my short list of ten movies, <laughs> I have not seen a lot of these. <laughs> cool. The worst person to add for this podcast, but I appreciate it. Someone canceled last minute, and I was like, "Oh my god, I need people who see movies." <laughs> So thank you, Chris. So there's a documentary about it. It's based on a true story. And it's like this guy in, I think it's New Jersey. It's basic. He works in an ICU and he's getting away with killing people that are in the ICU for years. And he's able to go from like hospital to hospital and they'll like fire him. But nobody will say like, hey, we should probably do something about this. So the movie is based on the documentary, but it's from the perspective of like a nurse who was friends, who had a personal relationship with him and then Mm. found out that he was terrible. Well, she thought he was, he was a really good friend to her. I thought it was really well acted. It was dark, but I expected it to be dark. So, cause the story. Like the lighting of it all? Yeah, the wow. lighting is really dark too. too. Yeah. yeah, you're right, Chris. That's what I think. That's what I think. <laughs> It was just like, I'm like, the whole time I'm like, wow, like this cannot be real life. Like, how are you just able to Like do that this? oblivious? Yeah, like, our people are just like, oh, as long as he's not, we don't want anything to do with this because then we'll look bad. Our people will sue us. So let's just fire him 
And he just goes to another place. Like if that woman didn't cooperate with him, then with the with police, then maybe, you know. Yeah. That's super scary. That's one of my fears is being unconscious in a hospital and not knowing what doctors are. I'm just going to have to trust that they're cool and not messing with my body or doing stuff to me. Yeah. That is super scary. Um, and on like the the woman, the nurse's side too, of like, okay, you thought this guy was a chill guy. He was a good friend to you. It turns out to be a level 10 asshole. Yeah. And he had like, she had like a brain aneurysm or something like that. Like he was helping her too, like with her kids. Cause she was a single mom and helping her deal with that. So when she found out that it's like, what, he's not that type of person. And then she sees, yeah. so she just like, I don't trust you around my kids. I don't trust you around me. He was like helping mm-hmm. her too, like getting her medicine. She's like, I don't know, maybe he's trying to kill me too. Like, I I want to see this, not like barbarian. Um, <laughs> I no, I don't want to ask because I I want to see it, and it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay, and then Carrie Washington's husband's in there because he actually acts. <laughs> and he's Dang. actually pretty good at it. he's pretty good at it. He's the fourth <laughs> person on this podcast, so you're lucky he's not on here. Uh, to hear this. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris, what's your number nine? My number nine is Secrets of Dumbledore. Cool. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. Damn it. I thought you were going to say, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I saw 10 movies. Yeah, you're right. But it was better than Barbarian. That's true. It was, it was better than Barbarian. I think that's because I love Harry Potter so much. But that's also it's a blessing and a curse, right? Because because I loved it so much, I don't think it lived up to the hype of the first eight movies. Um, but it stayed consistent with the hype of the later two that came out that were like the spin-off series, the Fantastic Beasts and uh Grindelwald. But for me, it's just the story was very slow. It wasn't moving at a pace that I wanted it to. And there's a point of like, okay, we all know nostalgia sells, but it's like they could have stopped after the first eight movies and then left it dead at that. So, you know, I was happy that they were bringing back, that they were making a spinoff, but then I didn't think they did it justice. So it gets a plus one on Barbarian because it's a Harry Potter movie, but it gets a minus nine from everything else because I didn't think that, um, you know, they did it right. Mm -hmm. I did like how it was you know, setting up for Hogwarts and setting up for Dumbledore's, you know, storyline and all that. But I don't think a lot of regular fans of Harry Potter would be like, oh, Dumbledore did this, Dumbledore did that. You have to tap into the really hardcore fan base that read all the books, watched the movies, dissected everything, and I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because I'm yeah. like, a, I'm a watcher, but not like obsessed. Yeah. I am a big fan of the Harry Potter movies I've, I've read the first five books i'd read all of them so i'm not like oh you use this spell to do this to this person and this person in the ministry did this I'm, i don't know all that so i feel like you need to tap into those type of fans for this type of movie yeah serena's read all the books and she's we get into an argument where she's like it wasn't as good as the book and i go it's never as good as the book i, I feel like that's a unfair comparison yeah. to do that anyway mm-hmm. that so was also on so I, I cursed her and then she said that's the wrong curse and she took out a knife out of her hair and threw it. Um oh poor Dobby. 
Yeah, he's gone. Rest in peace, uh, rest in peace Dobby. Spoiler alert for that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was it weird? Because Johnny Depp was taken out, right? Yeah. Of the movie, and they mm-hmm. switched him with that other guy. Yes. <laughs> was was that? I, I'm sorry, actor. I don't know your name. Uh, I didn't uh, think it was. Was it? Yeah. Too much of a switch. You know, I okay. thought it was a decent swap for that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, understanding why you know Johnny had to be taken out of that movie. But I didn't think that that swap made it more bad. <laughs> okay, got it. Oh, okay. it made it more bad. Damn it! <laughs> um, Sorry, Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know if there's any more spinoffs? Because I'm afraid it'll be like Star Wars, where it's here's another thing, here's a random bounty hunter, and here's a chef. Mm-hmm. We're gonna give it a series, and here's these other movies. But then we're gonna put lightsabers in it, so you know it's a Star Wars movie. Yeah, so that that that's the yeah, only one you know. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's any more spinoffs. Oh, okay, that's on my maybe list then to see. My number nine was Bros. It was advertised as like a gay rom com um, because it's all. I hope I'm getting this right. All LGBTQ actors that play. It's not straight actors playing uh, LGBTQ characters. Billy Eichner, I think, might be the biggest name. There's Deborah Messing shows up as sort of. Like a joke. And it follows the the rom-com tropes of the dramatic run at the end, right? The there's the part the couple and then they split up because of some argument. And then there's the the slow music of trying to realize what's wrong, and then they run in the rain. It you know, it's all that stuff too, but from the lens of the LGBTQ community. This was one of the movies before our brother Greg passed away. We were gonna either go see bros or smile. And we were texting the day before, uh, before we found out he passed, which movie to see. And so I was glad I hit went to streaming, I think maybe last week or something. So I we was able to see it. I thought I thought it was really cool to see LGBTQ characters like that on the screen, just being people. And it's not a it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's not a sassy side character, the gay best friend. It's they were all there. I know a complaint of it is it's it's really from a white gay cis male lens. And I, I totally mm-hmm. get that. But I I would argue that hopefully this opens the door to more like people of color getting to do it. Um, right. It sucks that we have to have the, the white cis male go first. But, you know, it's kind of the shitty but, system. But you're right. If it, if it does open the door, then I'd rather take that than yeah. nothing at all. Yeah. Or have a movie where people of color are starring in it and it gets like ridiculed like immediately. Yeah, because Fire Island came out on Hulu and it's LGBTQ cast, uh, but those are more people of color uh, in that movie. And that came out a few months after. So, you know, hopefully it just keeps the ball rolling to get more diverse characters and stories out there. So uh, and it was it was super funny, Uh, a really funny movie, uh, Bros. And that's on Peacock, I think. Yeah, I put it on my list after you talked about it at work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really funny. Monet, what is your number eight? Um, My number eight is Turning Red. Yes. Wait, I have it. So at... I have that as two. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I have it up at five. Okay. 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 So we're going to uh, wait for it to get to two. Yeah, we'll wait to yes. two. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry to steal your thunder, Monet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're well, fine. well, all thunder at the same time. That means everybody liked it. Yeah. Actually. That brings me to my movie. 
Love and Thunder. <laughs> oh, oh okay. goodness. I was like, hey, <laughs> that worked. All right, go ahead. Um, any, is it on anybody's top 10? No. It's on my top 10 because I only saw 10 movies. <laughs> <laughs> it was better number, than the other two. Listen. Yeah, but it's it, number it, eight. It was better than, well, it was actually better than Thor 1 and Thor 2, in my opinion. Oh, okay. okay. But it was nowhere near as good as Ragnarok. Rag- yeah. yeah, that's the best one. Um, I think the saving grace, yeah, I think the saving grace of um, Love and Thunder was Christian Bale. Uh, did a yeah. phenomenal job playing gore. I feel like they misused gore. I feel like they could have just made him more of a badass, and they didn't. And I get it. You you know, you have a movie. There's only so much you can do with it. But that and then the the weird CGI for Heimdall's son. <laughs> yeah, with the floating head. I was, yeah, uh, that was odd. They made gore, like, sad. And, you know, they... It was just sad. <laughs> like, yeah. And, just... Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, you know, he's on a vengeance path to kill all the gods. He's like, oh, you did wrong to me, so eh. Mm-hmm. And that's all I felt that his development was in the movie. And I feel like after three movies and, you know, some Avengers movies as well, you would figure out a path for Thor. But wow. it seemed like this one, they kind of like, okay, do we make him serious? Do we make him funny? Do we make him a badass? Mm-hmm. Ragnarok hit that out of the park. And then it seemed like they took a step back with this one. Mm. Um, but I love Marvel and it's, I only watched 10 movies. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why it gets the plus two over, uh, the other ones. I liked it. It was just like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Like, like I said, I liked it better than Thor one and Thor two, um, compared to Thor three, nowhere near it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the end of my movies that I didn't like for 2022. So. Wow. Now we're going to get into the stuff you like. All the stuff you like. <laughs> yeah. I right. also... I also didn't really like that. Like, okay, so it's like now a lot of the Marvel movies they're like introducing the woman side of mm. that character. I'm like, well, they already killed her off. This is over. Yeah. This is the movie introduction. Bye. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like she doesn't really get. You know, I don't know. I just felt like it was too. No, weird. I agree with you because everyone's so hyped to see her as female Thor. Like, oh, okay, yeah, like we're gonna like, get a team, and you mm-hmm. know, yeah, and then just to killer off in the end yeah i liked it it did not make my list because it was it happened like it just yeah not really anything lasting for me uh yeah christian bale was amazing okay (laughs) the screaming goats uh like (laughs) it kind of just happened there was a really a a lasting feeling there but yeah Yeah. i i am sad they killed her off too yeah um, thought that was a weird choice, but yeah. and I know they're trying to set up for the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that love is an appropriate choice for the Young Avengers. Do you think they'll put her in it? I don't think so. But why else would you introduce the oh, kid like character, kid. Yeah. like his adopted kid type of thing? Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting if they do put her in Young Avengers. Hmm. But it's also like, I will be fine if they didn't. But then it's like, why would you introduce her then? Okay. Uh, my number eight is Honk for Jesus. Oh, that, that's 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 my number one. Is it? Whoa, cool. Okay. We'll talk <laughs> about that later then. I'm writing these down. 
I did okay. not see that one. <laughs> it's well. <laughs> wait till we shit on it. No. Um. All right. I don't know. Monet has it at number one, and I you have it at number course. eight. Yeah. And I uh, have it as number question mark. <laughs> as number question. At least ten once you see it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, Monet. What's your number seven? It's the Banshees of Inisherin. Oh yeah. About at work. It's set in like 1920 Ireland. Colin Farrell's in there, and then his best friend decides, "Hey, you're boring, so I don't want to be your friend anymore." And I've heard that. Wait, what? Yep. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> and that so job. the whole movie, I'm like, "Well, why does he not want to be his friend?" And then it's like Colin Farrell's character is trying to basically like convince him to be friends. The whole movie. Then there's like the weird thing where he's like, um, quick spoiler, where he's like. Uh, out he's like if you keep talking to me i'm gonna cut one of my fingers off each time you do <laughs> is this like, a dark stop. comedy or something yeah it's a dark comedy because oh, i laughed okay. yeah i thought it was funny and then i was like what because okay. the, the best friend i can't think of the actor's name the best friend he plays the violin so he needs his fingers to mm-hmm. do his job so he's no like, he oh, doesn't not anymore you know at first yeah <laughs> it's like you keep talking and then by the end of the movie, Colin's character is like, like ends up hating him. So he ends up not wanting to be his friend either anyway. But it was really, really good. Like it, I had no interest in uh-huh. like, like really, I had no expectations. So when I watched it, I was like, oh, I'll just watch it because everybody's like, oh, this is one of the best films that came out this year. And I was like, oh, I really enjoy this. So yeah, cool. Because I saw I got a bunch of nominations um, for awards and we were talking about it at work and you said it was it was really good I thought oh okay well then I'll check it out because I actually know someone in real life now that says it not just uh, Vanity Fair and uh, people <laughs> telling me what to watch so um, everybody that you see that has a missing finger yeah that's it. like which <laughs> best friend do you one. not like anymore? yeah this is the one that's the one he cuts for us oh no I mean I think he's the pinky for me. I don't really. No, he does his pointer finger first. Why? That's okay. Um, and especially, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. And then I was like, then I'm, the whole movie, I'm like, is this how they act in Ireland? Like, why would you do that? a lot of it's a, it's a regular Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, my God. Do y'all do this when you hear an accent for a whole movie after the movie? You're sort of talking in that accent, or is that just me? No, because I'm kind of terrible at accents, so oh. I would have to <laughs> Got it. It depends on how, like, fun the movie was. Well, because oh. actually, not not even that, but, like, I'll probably quote lines from it, right? So I'll okay. definitely do the accent to, you know, recite some lines. But being around you, Michael, <laughs> I do that more than being in the movies. <laughs> cool, cool. We'll just sit there and do voices, yeah. Chris, now now that you've said we're into the movies you actually like. Yes. I'm excited. I'm, All right. Uh, this is, number seven is I'm Lightyear. Hit record. Lightyear? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, no. It was up until it was going to be a couple list, weeks ago. Michael said you could put a documentary on there. So I was like, oh. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that part. <laughs> what? Do you have documentaries? No. <laughs> okay, full. <laughs> well, but there, there have been some like, episodes that are like two hours long for some things oh that I'm, counts okay. oh shit well I already made my list i'll <laughs> bring it up later it's stranger okay. things by the way bring it up but, no stranger okay. things is not that is a series that's a show but, but the last episode was two hours long 
No, okay. no, that's no, like no, a no. season okay. finale are all like a series finale. Um, yeah. So I like Lightyear because I have you have to take it for what it is. It's not mm-hmm. a Toy Story movie. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about a character from Toy Story. So once I took that perspective of it, I'm like, okay, I actually really like this. I know that a lot of people were like, oh, why is it Chris Evans? Why is it not uh, Tom Hanks? Uh, what's it Tom Hanks? Is that Tim Allen? Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Tom Hanks did uh, Woody. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, why is it not Tim Allen? You know, they're already kind of like ruining it by that. And there's like no Toy Story references. I'm like, it's not supposed to have Toy Story references because this is supposed to come out before Toy Story so that a toy could be made about him. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people were so hung up about like, oh, it's a Pixar movie. There's gonna be a lot of Pixar references. No, like this is supposed to be an origin story in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked it just because I thought the visuals were really good. Chris Evans actually did a really good job as Lightyear. And I think it also helps that like, you know, once you're able to take that view out of it, you can see it as a, oh, <laughs> as a new movie. Wow. Um, instead yeah. of attaching it to the Toy Story series. Mm-hmm. So I don't look at it as, oh, Toy Story has five movies, one, two, three, four, but it's Lightyear. Mm-hmm. I see that's one, two, three, four, and then Buzz Lightyear is off on its side on its own. Um, but that makes it, you know, stand up by itself instead of yeah. being it um, tied to the other four. Obviously, if you compare it to the other four, there's a lot missing. Mm-hmm. But we have to realize that it's not a Toy Story movie. I liked it, it a lot. Yeah, same. Not enough, apparently. It's not wow. in your top 10. <laughs> well, I've seen so many. See, I see more I than 10 movies, Chris. I know. So. Yeah. <laughs> So shut it. Now that we're in the movies, you like Javi, you son of a bitch. Javi, you all right? So there was this baby. There was a baby, okay? And he was falling, and I saw and I was like, I gotta go save the baby. So I, I was run because the 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 truck was on fire. Okay. Mm, okay. And so I'm running after the truck on fire with the baby. And the the, mm. the, the baby was in the truck, not with me. Um, you know, a little ambiguous there. And so we're going, and then finally this truck, I don't know if it ran out of gas or what, it slows down, and I get there, and it wasn't on fire. It had a smoke machine inside because the baby was actually a drag racer. Okay, and he, okay. Yeah, so he was just trying like, to make anyways, like, it. yeah. Was no, the he, baby he wearing in, drag? Yeah, the baby like, dressed up in drag. Got it. And, oh. and he was headed to the drag race where they all line up, and then they, they run in high heels. And anyways, long story short, the drag racing baby was not actually in danger. I, mm. It was just a big misunderstanding. But good for you for being a good Samaritan. Hey, you know, if yeah. not me, then who, right? Yeah. Yep. We need good Samoans like you uh, helping people out wherever we can. Okay. Just we, real quick. Did, did anyone mention Avengers Endgame? Shy, you're out of here. You're out of here. You're wait, coming. wait, wait, no, keep them on, keep them on. <laughs> this, this will be like, good. Hey, I have another movie. <laughs> We're on number seven, Javi. Do you want to give a give a quick run through of ten, nine, eight, seven? Do you have? Please tell me you have your list. <laughs> it's with the baby. Okay, the baby. So, so here's here's the thing about the list. So oh, there was this, there was this dog. No, I'm kidding. Um, Name Schindler. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So actually, uh, I, I do, I do have have some ready to go here. Okay, here we go. Um, Number ten. Okay, yeah. So, do we remember the movie Prey? It was like the the prequel to Predator. 
We do. That's on my list to see. Oh, okay. Do I talk about it? Yeah, then? you could. Yeah, you could talk about it. Okay. I love going to the movies, but m- more often than not now, movies are going straight to, to Hulu or HBO or whatever. And so um, I saw that Prey was coming. I was like, oh, man, that looks really good. The day it released, it went straight to Hulu. So I was like, oh, okay, like I'll just watch it at home. I remember thinking, like, man, I wish I would have watched this in theaters because it was. It, I thought it was really good for the type of movie um, that it was. Because I, I wasn't sure, like, you know, Predator is like one of those like really classic movies. Predator 2 kind of really took a dive quality-wise. Alien versus Predator was really good, but then like Alien versus Predator Requiem again, like like their sequels just don't do well. So to see Prey, I was like, all right, I probably don't have to see this in theaters. But oh. Oh. Um, I kind of wish that I had because, again, in just in terms of like the different elements, for one, the Predator looked awesome. And it was kind of funny because it set up you don't really know at what point it's set up until a, a little bit in where it's, it's like native American culture, mm. you know, hunting with, with bows and arrows still like there's no technology. And then even the, the predator shows up and he has like sophisticated alien technology, but they somehow still made it look old. You know, huh. like, like it was like, like he uses like a shield, like a, like a metal shield, but it like, um, it's like a little piece of metal that like he hits a button and like, it expands. Right. So like, it was kind of cool to see that they made it like advanced, but still looking old. And then one thing that I'd really liked is that, uh, not, not to randomly throw this movie under the bus, but like captain Marvel, I really had a problem with Damn. because it like forces, I'm, I'm probably going to get some people against me here. It like forces this girl power, um, motif, <gasps> but it like, it forces it on you, right? It's like, like, like she would do stuff and she'd be like, yeah, because I'm a girl. We're awesome. You know, I'm all for it, but like, it was just so like blatant. Whereas this, the, the main protagonist is um, like the little sister of, of like the village's strongest warrior. She's just a badass. She's just so cool. And at no, like there is a point where they're like, you know, you shouldn't be out there hunting. You should be here preparing a family and things like that. She's like, well, I love hunting. And that's, as, that's as like much, that's about as talked about as it gets. But again, she's just there and she just kicks ass. And like, she gets made fun of a little bit. Cause you know, she's like smaller than the warriors or whatever, but it's never like blatantly thrown in your face that she's like, like, Oh, you're just a girl. Like go do girl things. And she's like, no, I'm strong. Like it's, it's not like that. It was just very tastefully done in my opinion. And yeah, the fight scenes were pretty badass too. I don't know. What, what are we, what are we touching on? What, what, what are the, what are the bullet points you need to hit? That was it. No, that was good. That was good. That, okay, cool. That's on my list to see. What's your nine, eight and seven. Without being too salacious. I did watch the movie uh, X. I have to Google that now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I, the horror genre, in my opinion, is just getting more and more difficult to push out quality without repeating plots that have already been done. So I saw the trailer for this movie called X, and they were like, this is a horror movie like you've never seen, the scariest of its kind, you know, yada, yada. And it's just like all these things. Long story short, the movie wow. is about this guy who he wants to become like a famous porn director of all things. Like, I had no idea what it was about. Gosh, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, it's so like, honestly, I didn't know that it was about about that. And it's not it's not a very it's not raunchy or anything like that. It's just like a random plot. 
but he wants to be like a fame like that's what he wants to hit it big doing so he hires this camera crew and like a couple actors and they go to like this this like really old-timey ranch and they're gonna film um they're they're gonna film a porno and they're hoping that it like blows up and just makes them like super famous for you pitch perfect fans uh britney snow is in it and it was actually her first again like not to be too too uh salacious but like it, it was her first topless scene and so i was like britney snow what john tucker must die that's wild um, <laughs> oh my god but the owner of the farm finds out that they're producing <clears throat> porn he was told that it was like a nature documentary or something like that so he's like you devil worshiping sinners and like he like goes off and like basically starts to kill them it's not scary what yeah no it's super random like like he him and his uh i can't remember if it's a wife or sister they're very very old like like 80s what are they in texas something like that yeah sounds like something that happened <laughs> it, yeah i was gonna say if it wasn't texas it should have been texas because it, it makes perfect sense for it to be there <laughs> and so then uh yeah like believe it or not he's like porn let me get my gun like he starts, he starts killing him. um that's what i say whenever i see porn <laughs> let me get my gun <laughs> no no this was like an actual shotgun this wasn't a metaphor uh, um nope <laughs> Again, like I liked it in terms of it's also set up again, like in a random time. I was like, "What time are we in?" And it's like the eighties or the seventies or something. It was an okay movie because there's a couple of twists and turns that I was like, "Oh, I didn't see that coming." That's pretty funny. But but honestly, it was more more. It, in my opinion, it was closer to like a, a comedy horror than than really a horror comedy or anything. Jenna Ortega is in it, and I I think that was probably her first bigger role. You know, like she's going crazy right now because of, I mean, like she's blown up right now because of Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that was just like a really cool movie. It wasn't super good, but I, I did really enjoy it. I, okay. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> oh, yep. Sorry. <laughs> this is what happens when you chase a drag, a drag baby. Dude, I, I'm telling you, that kid got me all messed up. All right. uh, I did really like the Adam Project. That was the one with Ryan Reynolds where. Oh, cool. Did anyone oh, mention it? Chris, Chris, you have it? That, that's my third. All right. Oh. So we're, we're going to wait till we get to that. All right. And then you're seven. Uh, believe it or not, I really liked Morbius. Okay. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Why? You know what? <laughs> I, I, I got was unaware, up from Javi. <laughs> yeah. I was unaware that there were movies we weren't allowed to mention. Really? I don't know what to do oh. <laughs> well why did you why did you like it why did you like it i'm gonna so mute honestly it. i i didn't like the plot um <laughs> it, it, I just, yeah like it, it it i there was a lot of the movie plot wise that i thought was corny i don't know like just kind of like the fact that his friend was like oh come on I've, i haven't been able to walk forever like let me and then he steals power that becomes evil if i'm being totally honest one of the only things that I liked about it was <laughs> this was the little kid in me was just like the colors and the effects and the fighting. I was like, it's so bright and it's so colorful and there's so much action. There was a little bit where I was like, okay, there's there's kind of a lot happening right now. Like sensory overload. But I I did actually like like I I, I saw it twice. So <laughs> I did I did yeah, I did actually like it. You paid money <laughs> or someone paid you? 
Are you saw no, it? On Netflix? I, I I saw oh, in theaters. Uh, uh, yeah, and then I, I watched it whenever it came out to whatever yeah, streaming platform it was on. Did you take edibles while and then watch it? Like popcorn and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Pop, yeah. <laughs> um, I can scour the internet for other people's top ten lists, and I don't think anyone will have more PS. <laughs> um, I don't think Jared Leto has more beers on yeah. his Yeah, I also don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think Morbius has Morbius in his own <laughs> top 10 list. All right. Uh, thank you, Javi. We are now caught up. Did you do Boom. your seven, Michael? I, I haven't done my seven yet. No. My seven is Vengeance. It's on Peacock. BJ Novak. What did you just and, say, young man? Uh, Peacock. Oh. Vengeance. BJ Novak and Issa Rae. Oh. BJ Novak, some girl he hooked up with, dies in Texas. And it's all about Texas. It's all about Texas. And <laughs> he hooked up with her, but she has told her family that they had a really serious relationship. So they call him. They're like, hey, we're so sorry. Amber, I don't remember her name. Amber's dead. You need to come to the funeral. But to him, it's like, I, we hooked up a few times. Why do you think this is happening? He is a po- he's a podcaster, which I am giggling about now that podcasting is a thing now that it could be a character in a movie. And so he's a podcaster trying to figure out what is his next project to do. And Issa Rae is his producer. So he goes to Texas and he finds this sort of maybe it was a drug deal gone wrong and that the police or the town is covering it up. And so he decides to make a podcast about it. And it, it turns out I thought it'd be a goofy comedy sort of thing, but it was very deep sort of look into how we view people and how we treat people and people's stories it was surprisingly good it was it was really cool vengeance monet what is your number six um my number six is my documentary one it's the redeem team documentary that's the one about the 2008 basketball players that i can't remember which country they're playing in texas it was texas (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, weird. <laughs> because I guess in 2004, they did really terrible. And so yeah. 2008 is the year, you know, they're supposed to come back together. And like, I'm an intense Kobe Bryant fan. So documentaries about him kind of make me sad. But also I like to see what they say about him. Mm-hmm. And so it has like, and then a bunch of basketball players produce it. So it's very like an honest look to what happens too. And then the footage is kind of funny. It was about the Olympics team, right? Yeah. Because they're like, we need to they're like, fuck we were shit bad. <laughs> we were bad. We embarrassed our country because this is supposed to be the sport we're good at. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever hear those arguments of who would win versus the redeem team versus the dream team? Yeah, I heard that. And after okay. that, I still think it would be the dream team. <laughs> the dream team. Okay. That's what I kind of feel like, too. Because, like... They had so many good players. The only, they were going to the club. There's a there's a scene where they're like, oh, we were in Vegas, like getting ready, and all of them were in the club, and they're like, oh, we got back up to the hotel like five in the morning, and we see Kobe Bryant getting off the elevator, going to the gym, and we're coming up, and we're like, he's crazy. So I'm like, clearly their dedication levels, a lot different. They were both taking shots. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's it. They're like, yeah. Then we started working out. I'm like, see, Michael Jordan would have been 
he would have had a drink too, but he wouldn't have been at the club. Mm-hmm. So they were drinking beer after the game at that oh, time. Geez. <laughs> Um, Michael, but by shots, he meant like, you know, shots of liquor as well as shots on the basketball court. That was right. oh, so yeah, it's a double. I see yeah. a double. I see 30 love. A so, double shot. What? 30. Love. A double, double shot. A double shot at love. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my number six. No, uh, just keep going. Shot to the heart. <laughs> and you're to blame. Chris is your number six. Uh, my number six is the Batman. Really? Um, I, oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, I only hobby. I only watched ten movies, so oh, yeah. <laughs> my my eight through ten were movies that I didn't like, but I watched. <laughs> yeah, I know. Part, part of my list is like that too. Yeah, um, Morbius, so man. I <laughs> I enjoyed the Batman. I was a little skeptical about Robert Pattinson being Batman, um, but then we've changed Batman so many times over the past few years. I'm like, okay, what's this new one going to bring? Mm-hmm. And I thought he actually did a good job. I thought that. Um, because I had low expectations for it already, wow. he met those expectations and exceeded them. Um, so I will follow my words on that one because I did, I did not think that I he was going to do a good job with it. He did a you know decent job. I thought that the Riddler storyline and the Penguin storyline it was all really well crafted. And yeah, you know the lighting. I didn't like the, the lighting. Yeah, some of the visual. The effects. lighting is what the reason I could hit. It's just yeah, because it was dim for like yeah, like eighty percent of the movie. Yeah, what? But then was when it I had, really? when I'm I sure it was like ninety eight. I feel like probably. It was 90%. I think only the credits was the lightest part. <laughs> <laughs> so dark um, the whole movie. I'm like, goodness gracious, we get it, we get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, bad. Like, it's it. dark. Okay, it's bad, it is, yeah. Dark. But I really like how they organize it. Um, I think Colin Farrell did a really good job. I think a lot of what they're trying to set up, even if you're not a big DC fan or a big Batman fan, you kind of know where they're setting up. So I I appreciated that. Okay, I kept I keep skipping that movie, um, <laughs> but now that I know you in real life, because every time I, I talk to someone, they go, "It's, it's too long, too slow, too dark." Yeah. Like, okay, well, I guess I can skip it. But now that you've said watch it. Batman instead of Barbarian. <laughs> oh, that was never a question. Out of your <laughs> list. So are we, are I watch Batman again. Yeah. <laughs> are we just eliminating uh Javi's list altogether? Is that what's happening? <laughs> no, I wanted to see well, I did I want to see Prey and Adam Project and X. Is X the sequel to Pearl? Does anyone know? Does that ring any bells? No? Pearl. All right, never mind. Javi, what's your number six? Bullet train. Oh, tight. Well, that's on mine too. It's number four, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, so if we're being fully transparent here, I have a very difficult time like ranking these because they go in different genres and like I like them for different reasons, you know? Like that's why Morbius was seven. Morbius wasn't actually seven. It was just, it was just like on there. Um, <laughs> I'll put it as your 10. Don't worry. I'll switch it okay. then, now that I have. If you, if you could, if you could uh, fix this in post, is that, oh, is for that sure. It? For sure. So, I'll have so- you showing up on time. Yeah, <laughs> so we're putting it at his one, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Morbius. Oh, what was one. your number one? Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> what? So you have Bullet Train at six. I have it. Mon- you have F four. Okay, we will talk about it. I, well, I don't know the rules of this game, so do I talk about it or no? No, we're gonna talk about it when it gets to Monet's number four. Oh, okay. Yes. Got it. Okay, so my number six. I'm gonna depress the group as I usually do. The Swimmers on Netflix, it's about these two sisters who are training for to 
swim on the Syrian Olympic team, but there's war because there's war. They have to leave. And there's a rule like in Germany, if you can make it to Germany and you're under 18, you could bring your family over. It's it's super sad. And there's one point where they're being smuggled across many countries and they have to swim around an island or they have to take a boat to get to Greece. And the boat is shitty because it's been used over years of just trafficking and smuggling that the two girls decide to jump out of the boat and, and pull the boat and swim with it. And so they swim for, I forget how many days. And it's just a, a super sad, but it is a really beautiful movie because it sort of makes me think of all the things I take for granted being here, right? I don't have to try to immigrate to another country to to save my family, uh, thankfully. And um, it's a true story. Um, she gets to swim on the refugee team, the Olympics team. I forgot, I think 26, I forgot what year that was, where they made that. And so she did get to swim in the Olympics uh, as a refugee. And eventually her, her family does get smuggled in the same way because she turned 18 by the time they made it to Germany. So she didn't even get to use the I'm under 17 rule. And it's... Uh, it sucks. So yes, the swimmers, if you feel like you can go th- go that way in your emotions for a night, it's on Netflix. Monet, what's your number five? It's Don't Worry Darling. Oh, nice. Tell us about it. I think it's supposed to be, it seems like it's set in like the 1950s. Uh-huh. And there's a bunch of couples and like, it's traditional where like the husband goes off to work and the wife's at home with the kids, but... Florian Pugh's character, she doesn't have any kids, it's just her and Harry Styles, which I'll get to that. That's my oh, only. No. <laughs> they don't have they don't have kids, just them two. But the plot twist is like actually, um, it's Chris Pine's character is like doing like a project with them that some of them are not aware of that they signed up for. Uh-huh. So it's a thriller too, which I really like thrillers. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, my only complaint was like, I just don't understand why Harry Styles was here. Um, I think- <laughs> That's my complaint as well. That's what I said in Eternals. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I said the same thing as well. I, get to, I was like, why is he randomly here? I totally forgot he's in... Uh... For two seconds, which I was like, that's what they need to limit. They gave him the star role in this movie and he was out acted the whole movie. Oh, <laughs> So it was his character from Eternals, but in another movie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, that was, I was just like, why is he, why are you here? That's the whole thing. I was like, yeah. You know, of course, amazing. And then I'm like, oh, do we really like his acting? That's why I tweeted that. I'm like, oh, (laughs) and then I looked it up and everybody agreed with me. So I was like, oh, okay. It's not just Yeah. No. It's a music star trying to trying to be an actor. That's always fun. That's on my not list. I haven't seen it. it yet. Who? What now? Not everyone can. Not every. Yeah, not music everyone star can, can yes. yeah. be an actor. Yeah. Right, Javi. Um, sorry, Javi. I was Pre- like, I, why did I get brought in for that? <laughs> I feel you like had you... just as much screen time as Harry Styles did in Eternals. <laughs> yeah, just because my IMDb profile is not updated does not mean that I'm not an actor. You need to get those credits up. All right. Chris, what is your number five? I anticipate this one's going to be higher on your list. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, yeah. That is, yes. <laughs> that is all the way up on my list. 
Okay. I actually still haven't seen it. That was one that I definitely, everyone loved it and I wanted to see it. I just never got around to it. Same. Yeah, that is on my list. Javi, who's your number five? Oh my God, I just had it in my head. You don't have these written down? That's right now. <laughs> yeah, no, you're supposed to write these things down. <laughs> you want to think about it? No, I have it. And I just, I just pulled it up here and I was like, all right, it's gone. So I got really into watching like, you know what they call it, hidden gems or whatever, like trying to find things that didn't necessarily go to theater, but they were on streaming platforms. Cause I was like, man, like there's a lot of, there's a mm-hmm. lot of movies on these platforms. So uh, on Hulu, they had one called fresh with Sebastian Stan. Okay. If you don't know him by name, that was, you know, the, the, the winter soldier. Mm-hmm. And fresh was this movie that like really catches you off guard. It's funny because it starts off with this girl like on a Tinder date at a diner, and so they're sitting there, and this guy is just talking and talking about himself and like like what he does and how much money he makes and stuff. And then uh, she's like, "Uh huh, okay, right." Like like she's not engaged at all. And then he uh, he's like, "Hey, by the way, you you got yourself dinner, right?" Like. I'm not paying for you. Like it was just like this super cringy date scene. And then he's like, Did you want your leftovers? Well, do you mind if I take your leftovers? Then like it was just such I a to pay for it too. Wow. Yeah. So she paid for it. And he's like, if you're not gonna take your leftovers, I'll take them. So they walk out. And he's like, Yeah, so you know, what were you what were you thinking about like next time? She's like, honestly, you know, I just this is literally like the first two minutes of the movie. <laughs> She's like, I just I just don't think this is gonna work out. He's like, Oh, you bitch, like you're so snobby. Like they just really painted men to be like these like pieces of shit. <laughs> After that, she goes and she, you know, very classic trope. She bumps into some guy at the grocery store. And he's he's very, very charming and he's good looking and he's like buying groceries because he's a chef, you know, all these things. So they go on a date and they hit it off. And it turns out he is a cannibal. And um, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, he's a chef. He's a chef, right? He's a chef of only the highest caliber, which is human flesh. Caliber. Is that why it's called uh, French? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what it's called. Fresh. Um, so, so oh, it turns no. out that he is, and nothing I'm saying gives away like the the plot. This is just like a very uh, summary view of summary view of it. So it turns out he is he's very very wealthy, and the reason is because he's very specifically a chef of human flesh. So you have these people who are like they live these opulent lifestyles and they have anything and everything that they want. Um, so it gets to the point where what can, what's what's like the riskiest thing that they can buy because that's kind of like what their lives are about now, and the riskiest thing is like human meat. So he kidnaps this girl, and the the plot is her trying to get away. He she's like, why are you doing this? Like, are you sick or whatever? He's like, no, it's just every these people have everything that they want, and so now they're trying to pay for things that no one else can have, and that's where I come in. And so uh, uh, she's like, why don't you just kill me? And he's like, well, because I need the meat to be fresh. And you're like, oh, there it is. There's the title. Huh? <laughs> so, yeah, it was a it was a pretty good movie. It was it was surprisingly good because it's one of those, again, like horror movies that you're like, how good can you make this plot? And I, and I think they actually did a pretty good job with it. You sold me on it. I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah that actually sounds good. pretty yeah. good. Yeah. It sounds better than Barbarian. All right. It number- sounds like what Barbarian was trying to do. But it didn't. Yeah. It's on it's on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. So, so, <laughs> Barbarian was on my list, but not anymore because you guys are mean. <laughs> no, it was my number ten. I didn't even. See, I didn't even watch it. <laughs> Just from so Chris's uh, explanation of it. Yeah, uh, that's blame Chris. I didn't even. Maybe you could sell it a different way. My it's number five. Movie. It's, it's a, a love, love, love film. Yeah, it's a love letter nope. to families. Um, nope. I'm fine. Yeah. My num- anyways, go ahead. My number five is turning red, and Chris, you have that higher, right? Yeah, I have that too. Yeah, you have it too. Okay, so we'll go to Monet. You have Bullet Train. So now we can talk about Bullet Train, Javi and Monet, Bullet Train. What did y'all like about it? I had zero expectations because I didn't know what I was expecting, but it was really, really good. Yeah. Different than what I expected to see Brad Pitt as. He was like actually really funny. Yeah. And I didn't know um, Brian Tyree Henry was in there. I love him. It was very, you know. Rick. Who is who is he? In the movie, he's uh Lemon. He's oh, one of okay. the yeah, yeah, twins. Yeah. He's one right? of the brothers or the twins or yeah. Okay, so the movie's like it's a lot happening. I mean, <laughs> they're on a train. Yeah, they're on a train, kind yeah. of for the same reason, but they don't know that they're on the train for the same reason. Okay, <laughs> I haven't seen it, and it's more than just transportation. Yeah. Oh, it's more. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking about Monopoly. <laughs> Are we not talking about Death on the Nile? Um, <laughs> sorry. Brad Kitt's character is an assassin. Okay. But he's like trying to lead a different life because he's been seeing a therapist. So yeah. every decision he makes in the movie, he's like, see, I could handle this different. <laughs> nice. So that's like a little silly. And then... um. Bad Bunny's in there randomly for like 2.5 seconds. It's um, only 2.5 seconds. It's really short. E- oh e- easily 2.5. At most. Um, which I think he did a good job. I actually, I was like, oh, I needed a little bit more, you know? So okay. if he tries to pursue an acting career, I might be okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Just take him out of all Harry Styles roles. And just put yeah. Bad Bunny in it. Okay. <laughs> Javi, do you want to add anything to Bullet Train? What'd yeah, so it it was also a very similar feel. Um, if you saw the movie Smoke and Aces, mm-hmm. um, that that's that's kind of so when when she says like they're all on, on the train for the same reason they don't know it that that's kind of the vibe. It's it's like all the characters turn out to be like professional hitmen, but they don't know who hired them. They don't know. They just know like I'm here for this person, and it's kind of just chaos ensues because they're all trying to do the same thing. And of course, the hitman trope is that all hitmen know each other from mm-hmm. some other job. Like, oh, Michael, I haven't seen you since the job in Argentina back in 2009, right? Like, like that's yeah. just like how they all talk to each other. I watched it because I will watch anything and everything Brad Pitt. He just, you know, for years has been one of my favorite actors. And one of the reasons is because he's so, in my opinion, naturally funny where you don't necessarily write him a comedic role. He's just able to bring something to it that's not funny, like like way out there Jim Carrey-style humor. He did a, a, the movie Fight Club, which I know we're not supposed to talk about. Um, but there's this scene in Fight Club, which is very, very brief. Oh, you're talking about Fight Club. I'm not talking about I'm talking about Brad Pitt. <laughs> okay, I guess that counts. Pitt. But no, it, it's it's a very very subtle thing, and, and, it, and the scene itself is only like five seconds. He's running from the police, 
he turns the corner and then he stops and he just stands there and he starts dancing and the police run right past him. And the dance was just so funny to me. So in this movie, the same thing, you know, where he just he just kind of does these little tiny, these little nuances that like I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't written into the movie. Mm-hmm. He just kind of adds a little bit of Brad Pitt flair. It's funny because like she's saying he's on this new path where he's like, I don't want to bring violence into the world. He's a hitman, you know, and 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 this was a very detail oriented movie where like, you know, there's there's a teddy bear that you see within the first five minutes. And then that teddy bear is important an hour and a half later, you know, so stuff like that. And so uh, it was very action packed, which I, I appreciate. Again, Brad Pitt being one of my favorites, it's difficult me seeing him age right like seeing him mm. getting like, like jackie chan right like like all these people that i really like they're just aging as 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 life goes on so to see them be able to still do like action or comedy or whatever and still be like really phenomenal at it is is just really fun so yeah bullet train was really high up on my list cool i'm excited to see it me too i like trains i like bullets <laughs> it's all about trains so it's, crazy. it's all about trains all about trains <laughs> The transportation system. Uh, my number four is uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Chris, what do you have that as? That is my... Oh, oh that's my four. Oh, yeah. Let's do that then. Okay. <laughs> Unless, Javi, you have it higher than four. I have it at negative two. Is that higher in in ranking? How do I... No, well, go for it. If, if you go 10, 9, 8, 7, altered to 1... Zero, one, negative one, one, negative two. So, yes, it is. Okay. Okay. No, truth be told, actually, sorry, guys, I didn't see it. I really, really wanted to, but I just didn't get to it. It's okay. You don't have to apologize, my friend. I'm sorry. Chris, you want to talk about it? I love a good crossover. Anything with a crossover, automatically. I want to see it. I am crazy about it. The Power Ranger episode, when it's all crossover, all the Power Rangers come in, my favorite. Oh, it's like wow. the Power Rangers are in this movie? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, crazy. The it's crazy. They, just, they so actually much. just come from the sky. Yeah, that it's, it's everybody. The Power Rangers, um, the Disney Channel movies when it was like Lilo and Stitch and the Proud Family in one episode and the Avengers, <laughs> they're all in this movie and it's great. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I love the crossover. Anything with the crossover, like I absolutely love it. To me, Elizabeth Olsen stole the show and this should be Wanda's movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I will fight people to the death if they disagree. I agree. I don't think Doctor Strange was needed in this movie. But I loved her so much in this movie, in addition to it being a crossover, that that's what it gets me to that uh, level four spot. And I'm not a big horror person. So when I heard like, oh, the, the MCU is going to take this in a horror direction, I'm like, mm, I don't know how that's going to be. But it was like the perfect amount of horror for me. It wasn't really, it wasn't really that scary. And that's what I was comfortable with. But I thought that, you know, the cinematographer is really great. Wanda stole the show. I liked how they included the Captain Britain, Fantastic Four, uh, mm-hmm. Inhumans. And whether or not they decide to use them later on, that's their own story. But at least giving us Marvel fans a glimpse of like, hey, they're here somewhere. We just need to, you know, do a little digging for them. Um, I absolutely love that because I love it when I love it now that Marvel's starting to get the rights to all their characters back with that whole Fox uh, fiasco. That's why I'm putting it at four. And then, so I know I'm going to log off real quick, jump back on my phone and do it in the car. Thank all you. Right. Look at the yeah. d- dedication. Thank you. I, yeah, I have it at number four. Elizabeth <laughs> Olsen was amazing. I did like the horror aspects of it because I uh, always wonder, can my son watch it? 
uh, no, he cannot watch this. Uh, no, there was the he will scream. He screams for random things that I'm curious as to why he's scared of it. But uh, this he could not. But I, I do like the Easter eggs of of the X-Men, of of all that stuff, the jumping around. I love the idea of the multiverse. Um, trying not to repeat stuff Chris said, but it, it was just super neat. I don't like Monet. Have you seen it? Yeah, I watched it. Okay. Javi, do you care if we spoil it? I mean, we kind of spoiled a bunch of it. No, I, I haven't been listening other than Power Rangers, so go okay. for it. Okay, good. I'm glad you're you're engaged in this. Uh how they how they ended with Wanda. I think that's a weird thing when the character comes to the realization of their mistakes and they uh die by suicide. Um that happens to Icarus uh... in Eternals. I go, wait, why couldn't she just fix stuff? Like why why can't she live with her mistakes as she goes on? I I think that's that's a weird choice, but uh, hopefully they find a way to bring her back because I think the actor did a great job with Wanda. Javi, what was your number four? So I actually have a tie. Are we allowed to do that? What that? <laughs> Just make <laughs> no, no. So wait. So now you're set. You have five movies in your top four. Yeah. No, why yeah, would you see, just bu- less, but you had see. Morbius on? Okay, then Morbius is off the list. <laughs> we just were we t- we spent like eight minutes of you explaining Morbius. Okay, let's let's start over. Okay, Michael, we can't. Say, it's been an hour seventeen. No, no, no. Okay, then um, uh, I'll I'll give one the spot and then one for honorable mention. Um, honorable mention later. Okay, okay, that's fair. Okay, uh, so the spot goes to Maverick, Top Gun, Maverick. Oh, okay. I've heard a lot about that. Okay. I am a huge fan of the first Top Gun. It's one of those like quotable movies that I've seen a thousand times. And um, if you would have told me in like, I don't know, 2004 that they were coming out with a sequel, I would have been like, I don't know how I feel about that. But given that Tom Cruise, I don't know if he's eating babies or what, but the way that he's able to stay like young and still doing these these roles, you know, whether it's Mission Impossible or or, or whatever, I, I was in theaters watching whatever movie it was, and I saw the trailer, and I was like, "Yo, this is gonna be so amazing!" I was like oh super excited for it, and I think in every aspect it delivered. But for me, easily, it, it comes to a nostalgia thing. I think that they very very tastefully. Uh, incorporated what all of the Top Gun fans wanted without it being like a corny sequel, right? Like Top Gun 2, the Topper Gun. Like it wasn't anything like that. It, it, it just had Why a lot of not? Stuff. Wait a second. That's actually kind of a cool. <laughs> the Topper the, the Gun. Topper gun. Yeah. Who's the toppest? And that's you know, so again, that's the third one. From the soundtrack, you know, down to the characters, to the characters' backstory. You didn't have, and this is another thing I like, you didn't have to see Top Gun to watch Maverick. Mm-hmm. But if you did, it made the movie that much better. So like like a father and a son, you know, like a, a, a dad and like his, I don't know, we'll just say 14-year-old son could go see this. Son probably didn't see the first one. Dad probably did. And it it still works. It works for both of them as audience members. And uh, yeah, over it was just like I've seen it twice already, and then it's another one that I'm watching um, YouTube clips on, you know, because I'm like, what was that one scene? And so yeah, that that movie was was really good in my opinion. O- overall, it was a very good movie. Okay, 
I will probably never see it. I know. You have a thing about jets. I have a thing about jets and men and in jets. But men in trains, it's I'm okay fine. with that. It's fine. <laughs> Top gun's on my list. Damn it, Chris. What? <laughs> Chris gets oh, it. List, list to see? Yeah, list yeah. to see. Yeah, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I, it's <laughs> not on your your scene list. All right. Um. Oh, then Doctor Strange is my number four. Okay, Monet, what was your number three? Um, Wakanda Forever. Oh, that's my that's my number one. Okay. Oh, Chris yeah. has a one too. Okay, we'll go over why Monet hated that versus everybody else. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's only because it made me sad. Uh, it's my number three, also. Um, <laughs> oh, so Chris, your number three was Adam Project, which was also Javi's number eight. So now we could talk about Adam Project. Here we go. I really want to see yeah. this. Yeah, it's- Javi, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I mean, m- mine's mine's simple enough. I just, I again, Ryan Reynolds is one of my favorite actors. Where I just, I think he's hilarious. I'll watch him. Honestly, I'll watch him do anything. So uh, when it came out on Netflix, I I hadn't heard of it. It was just one of those like, oh, I'll put I'll put this on, whatever. And it was really cool to see his like Ryan Reynolds, not just the character, but Ryan Reynolds acting with a child. To me, that added like layers of comedy. And yeah, honestly, overall, that, that as simple as that explanation is, that's really why I liked it. I just thought it was a, I thought it was a very creative plot, not one that I'm familiar with. But to see him kind of going back with this kid and like fighting with a kid, I just thought it, it, it gave you like Deadpool vibes, but it's not Deadpool. So that was really cool. Yeah, I feel the same way. Where like you see Ryan Reynolds in anything, you expect Deadpool comedy. But this was kind of different from me. It was more subtle. It wasn't as like. It wasn't raunchy for sure, which was nice that he had that in his comedic repertoire. I love an ensemble cast. Uh, so having like Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo, and then Ryan Reynolds, uh, that was awesome to see. I thought the action scenes were pretty decent, you know, for what the movie was um, yeah. asking for. And, you know, like Javi said, I felt like the comedy was like a really good amount. Yeah. Like, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a comedy movie, you know? So the fact that they were able to sprinkle that much comedy in it without making it without overloading it i thought it was uh, really well done yeah i i definitely want to see it i also am a sucker for if your movie is crap it's like is horrible but it has a father-son motif i'm gonna watch it absolutely gonna watch it i'm probably gonna tear up a little bit i don't know need some therapy but my point is if whatever your movie is has a father-son message in it i'm I'm absolutely gonna watch it and so this one does have that and i was like this was such a good film oh and it's I, nice to see ryan reynolds in the more serious tone also yeah nice javi what was your number three you see her in maverick can't be oh, maverick uh, again no. I can't say Maverick again. No. Maverick was actually my number four, and it was actually also the honorable mention. So, <laughs> wow. No, uh, number three was Nope. Oh, that's my number two. That's my number two as also. Wow, Michael, that you took my list. Yeah, it's pretty close. All right, then I have Wakanda Forever at three. Monet, your number two is Nope. Yeah, my number. I'm trying two. to do the math here. Oh yeah, we can talk about Nope now. Monet, would you think about Nope? I didn't know, you know, because how the trailers are for Jordan Peele movies, I didn't know what I was seeing. So I was like something just in the sky. Um, (laughs) um, But I really love Kiki Palmer. So I was very excited to see her in like something a little bit 
like Kiki Palmer, but also different than <laughs> Kiki Palmer. And that's a movie I watched a few times just because, you know, that's what you have to do with a Jordan Peele movie, just to see the stuff mm-hmm. you didn't see. And I took my mom, who is not a fan of movies like that, and she enjoyed it. So that's what I knew. Oh. She's always like, no, I don't want to see that. And I'm like, girl, it's going to be good. And she yeah. liked it. So. <laughs> awesome. Javi? Yeah. So I remember seeing the, the trailer and like, I'm on TikTok like nine hours a day. I'm one of those guys. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It, it circles back. Don't worry. Um, so I, I do follow a lot of people who like talk about movies, upcoming movies, or they break down movies, whatever. I didn't know what to expect either, right? Like, I, I, I mean, when I saw Get Out, I was like, this is one of the most brilliant movies I've ever seen in my life. I loved it. And then when I saw uh, Us, I was like, I have no fucking clue what just happened in this movie. No idea what's going on. I left still confused. I liked it, but I was just really confused. So then I saw the trailer for Nope. Actually, no, I saw the uh, the the poster for Nope. And then on TikTok, people were like, don't you get it? Nope. N-O-P-E, not of planet Earth. Jordan Peele's coming yeah, out of the movie. movie. And I was like, is that real? Or did someone just like... They definitely like, made Did it. someone just make that up? Yeah, I was like, is that, is that what that's about? And so, um, you know, I, I was expecting like a more horror. Like I, I wanted scarier and that wasn't necessarily the case, but that didn't take away from the fact that it was a really good movie. You know, at the very end, you you kind of finally see what what this whole movie is like about. It wasn't what I was expecting, but I was like, that's a very, uh, there's no other way for me to say it. That, that's just like a very creative design. Mm. Like you finally see this this entity. And I was like, I was not picturing it look like that, but I really like how it looks. There's a, a brother and sister relationship that that I was just like, God, this was so good. And uh, the fact that they, as brother and sister, they as owners of this company, they as the heroes of the movie, they as this and that and this and that. I, I just, I really enjoyed the the dual casting of it. I thought it was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. I loved Daniel Kaluuya in it. I loved Steven Yoon just being in it because I loved yeah. the, the Walking Dead and him playing that role was great. It's sort of just a guy kind of losing his mind a little bit, but holding it together just enough. Uh, I'm one of those 10 people not familiar with Kiki Palmer before this movie. And this made me want to go find everything she's in. She was just magnetic on the screen. Brandon, I I forget his last name, but the guy who, the Fry's Electronics guy, uh, he was wonderful. (laughs) You Uh, put some respect on his name. The Fry's guy. (laughs) I think it starts with... Fry's Electronics. What was his name in that movie? Is it Angel? It's Angel. Angel. Yes, Angel. Just, man, a fucking dude who's done with his job. And uh, <laughs> he's just, I think, getting over a breakup at the same time. I was like, man. But then the, the suspense of what is up there and just the, the subtlety of if you didn't catch it the first time you watched it and you watch it again, you maybe you see it. It was amazing. I think Jordan Peele has really specific direction and an eye when he makes his movies. And it's really apparent when you when he you see it like this is a Jordan Peele project. My jaw just dropped every ten minutes in the movie uh, with something that happened. I think the visual of the the house being covered in blood um, yeah. was yeah. incredible. I think when you can have a, a scene where Daniel Kaluuya is sitting in the truck and he's wondering, and you hear the thing go over the truck. And so the rain has stopped 
So you notice a change in the sound and he kind of just cracks the truck door open and you know, he's like, Nope. And it, <laughs> you just wait and he locks the door. Like that's going to do anything, <laughs> but you know, it just little tiny things like that throughout the whole movie um, was fantastic to me. And then we bought it and we watched it on my shitty TV. And that's when I told Serena, we need a better TV because this is not doing it justice. Uh, the whole movie. So I, I really loved Nope. Chris, did you not see Nope? Or did you? No, you did not. Because I did not ten... see Nope. But I went to Universal Studios like a few months before it came out. So they were showing for us, well, they were showing us behind the scenes stuff on it while you're on the tram and some set props. I'm like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. So it is on my list to watch. Okay. Please do it. So then I, Barbarian I, off. What's up? Heidi? I don't want to. Uh... I don't, for Chris, I don't want to spoil it for you, but talking about, um, sorry, what's the what's the Walking Dead character's name? Stephen Yoon. Glenn. So, yeah. Glenn, Glenn. Yeah. I was like, no, that wasn't his name. Like, yeah, that's the actor. But how unexpectedly dark his origin story was, because it was one of those yeah. things that I was like, why did that need to be what got him into the film? Like, I know it was. Yeah. That okay. that that was the creepiest part of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. The only horror aspect of it because again, that terrified it, me. It's it's not really. It's it, I under I understand why it's in the horror genre, but it's it's a monster movie. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's a Godzilla. Like Godzilla is not scary except for the idea that there's this giant monster attacking the city. And so, like in terms of like actual horror aspects, that there there's not many. But yeah, at the very beginning when you're watching uh, Stephen Yu's kind of like origin you're like what the hell <laughs> yeah when they go back to it later in the movie because it starts with a tiny like 10 seconds in the beginning and then we never come back to it uh until yeah. way later and then explained um yes that was horrifying um, <laughs> so that was nope oh number two chris turning red are you at your thing now do you have to leave yeah uh, I'll, I can leave in like four minutes. <laughs> okay, four minutes to tell us. You could do. Uh, you could do both of your things. Okay, turning red. I thought it was very relatable. I love the nostalgia aspect. The songs were pretty good itself. And Monet, Javi, you might not know this, but I'm a huge Disney fan. And almost anything Disney, I'll watch it several times. Uh, I found myself watching Turning Red multiple times in that first week that it came out. I was like, okay, it like brings me back to like Bashy Boys and Sync Days. Um, and then with the Tamagotchi, but then also like the communication mm-hmm. between her and mom, it was very relatable. I kind of got a little PTSD, mm-hmm. but that was great just because of how spot on that they made it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really liked it. Uh, I thought it was a good movie because it came out in the beginning of the year. So I thought it was a good one, to, you know, start the year off with. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's that high up for me. Cool. And then my number one was Wakanda Forever. Uh, I thought they did a great tribute for Trad- Chadwick. Um, I felt like it didn't take away too much of the Marvel storylines, but also honoring him, but also making it a decent sequel. I think that, you know, they had to change up a lot of the plot line because of his passing, but I felt like it worked really well. I felt like it was a really good transition. And then we kind of all figured Shuri would be Black Panther, but I think in the end to see her pass it on to M'Baku, that was really nice you know, for her to do, because she's like, okay, I kind of just want to focus on this. And then one of the things I mentioned about love was, I don't know how well she'll fit in the Young Avengers. I think the opposite for Ironheart. I think she'll do very well in the Young Avengers. I think that that was an appropriate fitting for her to be there. Cool. 
good luck with, I don't know what you're doing, but have fun. If it's something in fun. life, you know, good luck in life. <laughs> and life. <Good> luck. <laughs> Please watch more movies. I, yeah, it's my cousin's basketball game, so I got to head to that. Okay. Bye. It was great seeing you guys. Bye. Bye. What are we talking about? Oh, Turning Red. Turning Red. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember where we left off. Uh, Monet, you had Turning Red earlier. Yeah, it was what? on my list, too. I, I agree with what Chris said, too. Like, the nostalgia aspect, and then also, like, trying to be perfect for your parent type thing or having certain expectations that you don't realize that your parent put on you and you put on yourself because of your parents' expectations. It was very, whoo, okay, you know, mm-hmm. they went there. So yeah. Yeah. It was really good. I've related to that with having to get good grades and, and family honor and Asian stuff. Super cute with a giant red panda. I loved boy bands. I still love boy bands. Let me take the letter D out of love. So that was cool with the goofy uh, four town music yeah it came out in march and it's just been a fun movie to watch with our son and it's not one of those we throw on for our son and we're just kind of like oh god this is a kid's movie and we're genuinely entertained as adults uh, watching it that's why i had on my list as well javi what was your number two my number two so uh when you had first asked me about this i was like crap what movies did i watch and like honestly i i've I've been going through like i'm watching just horror movies thriller horror whatever so another one that popped up on Hulu that never even heard of, but just decided to watch was called Good Night, Mommy. Oh my God, that sounds scary already. <laughs> what the? Uh, okay. So if we're familiar with Naomi Watts, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how many psychological horror kind of mystery movies she's done. But it's one of those like, oh yeah, I saw that one. I saw that one too. I saw that one. And I didn't realize like she's almost kind of typecasted. So she she did this movie called Good Night, Mommy. It's a about these two brothers who their parents are divorced they go to live with their mom for a little bit their mom i don't know if she had surgery or was in an accident but basically she has bandages covering her entire face and something seems off about her so the two brothers are like i don't know man like i don't think that's mom and they try and like she's asleep they try and like take off her bandages like like all kinds of things and she like starts snapping like she's she's getting very very angry at them like w- one of the brothers drew her a picture of like the three of them, like holding hands or something. She like rips it up and they find it in the trash. And so they're like, this isn't mom. Like, I don't know who this woman is, but, but we need to like get out of here. It's one of those, like in the last 15 minutes, you, you put it all together. And I will say that, that part of me is like, I'm so smart. I figured it out. And it's like, well, yeah, you figured it out in the last 15 minutes when you're supposed to put it all together. Um <laughs> And so, yeah, I, you know, it, it was really good where it did give me that like, wow, this is really good. And I figured it all out. I don't I didn't know that was a thing that I like sought after. Um, <laughs> but in terms of plot twists, I was like, oh, this was really good. And it was a, a plot that we've seen before. You just the way they set it up, you just didn't expect it. Hmm. Um, that's a little ominous. But but it, yeah, it, it was definitely really good where it kind of hits you like it hits you from the mental health aspect. It hits you from the, you know, you're scared of, of the unknown aspect. And, and so it, it has a couple different um, themes that it, that it hits that, that made it really good. But uh, uh, ultimately I, I, I think that the biggest theme was that like, you don't expect the antagonist to be who the antagonist is in this movie. And that, that was something that was really cool. I, I just looked up the picture and I remember wanting to see this. I just didn't remember the title. So thank you. Yeah. It's, de- no, it's definitely I... worth the watch. Cool. Good night, mommy. And then what 
Oh, number one, Monet, honk for Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? Honk for Jesus. Okay. Um, so it's like the, it's basically about the downfall of the mega church. Yeah. And them trying to build it back up. Um, is is this a documentary or is it like a? No, it's well, it's it's a mockumentary. Like a docu- it's a mockumentary. It's like done. Yeah, like The I Office. Yeah, yeah. And it has Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown, and of course they're amazing in it. And um, probably one of the more s- lately Regina Hall's movies have been a little bit more serious, so it's been nice to see. And she was my favorite part of yeah. the movie. She was so good. Um, also, the thing I liked because I felt like it was very realistic because a lot of mega churches have a similar thing that happens. And when they try to come back, people are like, oh, no, we don't want to. We're not going to this church anymore. We're, We're done. Not going anymore because yeah. this scandal, it is not, you know. Mm-hmm. It also kind of is like where I feel like you know what the scandal is and you also don't. Uh huh. Like the whole, I feel like it takes a while for it to get to why. They yeah. had a downfall. And then it still doesn't come right out and like say it. It kind of like leaves an illusion like, oh, whatever you think happened is what happened. Yeah. I had on my list also Sterling. I love Sterling K. Brown and I, I love This Is Us. So I was excited to see, oh, he's doing stuff. Yeah, he's not gonna, his career is not going to die with the show. I thought he was amazing. I love Regina Hall too. When you see the trailer, I thought it would be funnier me too it was not and there's still funny parts but it's very serious and it's still a really good movie you know it's not a knock on it it was just my expectations for what i thought it would be and yeah they they don't quite say right away what the scandal is you can start guessing until they i mean i feel like there's a scene at the end where it's or this is for sure what yeah where it's like this is what it is for sure yeah yeah and then to see how much the church is not church's chicken, but like um, church as an institution. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. I had to yeah. clear that up for Javi. Um, yeah. The effect it has on a community and, and what that does for people. And I'm not personally religious, but I understand why people need it or are drawn to it and how that builds social networking and, and unity in a community, in a community. It was it was a really well done movie and it, it gets very tense in some parts. And then they find parts to just like let you exhale, like um where they start rapping in the car. Right. Yeah. It's more of a lighthearted <laughs> moment. But it, it was it was really, really good. Um Hunk for Jesus. You should watch it, Javi. Sorry. Also um, like institution of church in like black communities as a whole mm-hmm. too. Like that's why I was like, Oh, I had to see this. And we were like, I was talking about it with like somebody in my family and they were like, no, the saints were mad because they thought it was like a comedy. And I'm like, well, it's true to the story. Even if you are. Right. I mean, this is what really happens. There's been a bunch of scandals where cheating scandals are people mess- messing with underage people. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't be like, how dare you? I'm like, that is... It happens. That, that happens. Just, you're just mad that it's <laughs> like being thrown like out there. Catholics yeah. get mad about like talking about all the all the mistreatment of, of, of boys in the oh yeah in the church, right? And it's like, hey, come on, don't bring that up. That's disrespectful. <laughs> like, and you're like, more disrespectful than it happening? happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> than the touching of the people? Yeah, for sure. What is your number one, Javi? 
Wakanda forever. Okay, now we could talk about it and find out why Monet hated it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we can talk about it. Here we go. Ahead, I Hans. loved it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Javi, what did you think of it? Oh man, th- this movie was my number one because it it kind of hit everything. Uh, it hit the nostalgia. It hit. I loved Black Panther. Like I thought that was such a good movie, and all of the different just walls and barriers that it just like completely shattered. I was like the biggest Chadwick Boseman fan, right? I was watching all these interviews, all these clips from all these movies. And then you hear this devastating news and I'm condensing all that in like a very short amount of time. But obviously this was like that whole year where like when he passed, like, like I, I was very sad. Like I definitely cried when he passed. And so um, I was really curious what was going to happen with this franchise. Like Christmas, I think the obvious was like it's headed the direction of of Shuri. She, we've all seen it, right? It's on all of our lists. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So like, like the battle, the internal battle that she has, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the the rage that she feels because she's mad at herself because she couldn't save him. She's mad at her brother for like not being there for her. She's mad at her family for like trying to move on. She's like, how can you move on? There was like so much anger there, anger and sadness, and then there's so much. Um, I I'm not like the best person when it comes to like vengeance. I'm like, yeah, like go after those people, like hate them, beat them up, right? Like I'm I'm definitely like that. So you know, seeing like this this very emotionally charged mindset, I'm like, go for it, like just tear the world apart, which like she literally says she's gonna like burn the world down or something like that. So then plot aspect and, and those thematics, but then for me again, just seeing this Mayan culture be welcomed into the franchise where, where, you know, I mean, it's, it's really cool for me to see that. I, I won't, I won't do the whole thing about like growing up. I didn't have a super, right. Like it, my, my life, my life has been very privileged. So like, that wasn't something that I, that I absolutely needed, but it was definitely something that I was like, this is so cool to see. And I really love that whatever writer or Marvel exec or whatever, uh, was like okay look we're gonna introduce them as the bad guys but we're not gonna keep them as the bad guys so just like just hold on wait till the end of the movie like we're not gonna make them like the the enemy of it's not gonna be like this you know whether you take it super far and you're like it's a race war like something like that or you know eventually get to the point where they're like it's just different perspectives for the moment but then later on you're gonna see that there is unification between them and i was like okay that was a really big deal to me because when they're first introduced and they're making like all of these people like, like jump to their death, I was like, oh, so yeah. <laughs> they're just, the, they're just the bad guys. Like, is that, is that what's going on? And it's like, they're the bad guys for the moment. They're the bad guys for the sake of the plot being driven forward right now. But later on, we're going to see that like they do get together. And so that to me was, was awesome. I loved that. Cool. Yeah. Monet. The reason it was number three and not number one is because they to defend took them all. Because they took out Angela Bassett. That's why. That's why. Yeah. That was unnecessary. Okay, she had already lost everyone. <laughs> they had um, to make but, her like. But I get why. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get why. That that it just sucks that it had to. I understand why. You know. I also thought the Mayan culture aspect was really interesting. I wasn't expecting it or. I was never really rooting against them, you know, because in Black Panther, I feel like 
the enemy is always colonialism. So I'm just like, they're also mm-hmm. victims of colonialism. So let's just figure out why what is happening is happening type thing. Yeah. Also, like the aspect, I felt like it was very woman woman led without being like, like what Javi was talking about earlier, where like, oh, I'm a woman, hear me roar. It wasn't that. It was more yeah. like, we're just badasses. So we're in control of this type mm-hmm. of thing. And everybody was really smart and powerful. Cool. I this one has a, a personal tie with me with um with our friend Greg. Um so of course I was in tears because I'm like, Greg has passed and then Chadwick Bozeman has passed. And it's this weird sort of like living through the movie, not literally, but like with grief with where I was um when I saw it. Uh, but aside from just the emotion, emotional part, I loved Shuri's sort of struggle with her love for science she's not spiritual or religious in their culture but the movie does open with her you know praying to bast i believe and sort of not wanting to do with with traditional things and being more science-based and trying to figure out that balance it was interesting with the whole vengeance burn the world down because usually that's something the side character has to do and then the main protagonist is like no that's not the way we can grow together. It's going to be all right. And then they turn into the villain and they burn everything down. But Shuri is the protagonist. So we get to struggle with her of having to balance this anger. I love uh, Namor. I can't say Namor. Uh, being married to Serena, I have to say it. Namor. Um, and what? that's a man. That's a fucking man. I was in awe every time he showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I was very curious what they would do Moving on with with Chadwick Boseman being gone. <clears throat> I love Riri. I started getting the comics a couple of years ago. So to see to see her alive on the screen was was super cool. I love that Namor wasn't killed. I was worried it'd be another great villain they introduce and then just they kill him off. Of. Yeah, yeah, just to get rid of. And so but he y'all were saying, you know, he's not a villain per se. He just he had a different way of wanting to get something accomplished, but you know, by the end we have them sort of working together and it'll be really cool to see the incorporation of that. I will, uh, Javi, I will use the, I didn't see myself in media card because I yeah. did it. And not that I'm of, of Latinx descent or anything, but my son is, and my daughter is. So now they get to see, I get to buy him a little action figure of a dude, of, yeah. you know, that culture. So that is that is super important to me. Well, I not not that it's not to you, Javi, but I'm just saying that's where my head went uh, personally yeah. seeing the movie. Yeah, yes, I, I will ahead. say like because that you know I when like Crazy Rich Asians came out and it, and it hit a lot of people very close to home, right? Like I didn't see myself, I didn't either, but like I grew up again not as brown as I thought I was, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, had, I had a lot of privilege growing up going to, like, an all-white school in an all-white neighborhood and, and things like that. So, like, I didn't realize that that was something that I was lacking. And so, like, like me watching Superman and Superman, I was like, hey, look, like, there's Superman. That's really cool, you know? But I will say that, like, they didn't have to introduce Mayan culture into this. Like, that, right. that was something that someone just said, what if we did this? And I think that was wonderful, because again, like like you you said his name like Namor, right? And it's like everyone's like his name's Namor. Well, yeah, but then when you go to his origin and they're like you're a child without love, 
It's like, that's not even part of his origin story. That was just genius writing. Like, they're just like, hey, let's try this. You know, if you think about the Black Panther franchise, I mean, in its in its entirety, it's kind of radical where it's like, you could argue that Killmonger wasn't the bad guy. Right. Yeah. You know, he was bad because of a different perspective. He was bad because he was killing for his purposes or whatever. But really, he's like, we need to use Wakanda's resources to help our brothers and sisters all throughout the world, not just here in this island or on this, you know, country, whatever. And again, like, that's Namor's thing. That's Namor's thing as well, right? Where it's like, he's not the bad guy. He just wants to make sure that his people, his brothers and sisters, whatever you want to call them, are, are taken care of. Mm-hmm. And like you said, colonization is a huge thing. I mean, I, the word colonizer, colonizer literally gets used in the film multiple times, which I just think <laughs> is so peacefully uh, so. hilarious. And so, again, like, they did a really good job of of even though depicting people of color at odds, Mm-hmm. all of them are, are good you know and i was like wow like that was that was really tasteful in my opinion mm-hmm. and they they found nice little spots for humor too i think yeah. when they go to take riri from her dorm uh and she's trying to throw a heater at that a, was a hilarious party. that was super funny and she's um little girl <laughs> <laughs> and then she she speared the thing whatever she first threw it was a at, speaker like a bluetooth speaker oh yeah and it just slices it. And she's like, you brought the spear. Why would you bring at it? And Riri's like, you need to be conscious about your ashy ass head. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Fenty. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, no. And so they still found, you know, as sad and as like heartbreaking as the movie is, they found those moments for it to still be fun, as, as fun as it can be. Um, my number one. This feels weird now is everything everywhere all at once um chris sent me his explanation what is this explanation <laughs> he said it to me he didn't oh he said it did a good job explaining multiverse timelines great to see jonathan kwan back acting too many what the fuck moments which is a good thing and a bad thing oh i would have argued with him on that one relatable with family business upbringing thank you chris i love this is this trippy it, y'all haven't seen it no. Um, no, it it is just my mind melted and there's nothing I could even I could try to spoil it, but it wouldn't really spoil it because something else happens to undo or go around or go under the thing. Uh, I would just highly recommend it. And you pro- I have to watch it a few more times. But just the idea that a little choice we can make, whether we we follow through with a hobby or we join a different club in high school. And I'm always thinking about that stuff now that I'm 95 years old. It's like, what if I did a different thing in high school or what if I went to a different school or whatever it may be? And just what sort of timeline or multiverse would that branch? Like, where do I end up or do I, I still end up with 20 kids in a classroom screaming at them every day uh monet and i work in the same classroom, the same classroom. Uh, <laughs> right on um so just the anger these little children bring upon me but i love most of the time uh but it, it really brings that that idea and it, it plays into that a lot michelle yo is amazing and um really great things they do visually to sort of explain the multiverse which i thought was was interesting that this movie also came out the same year as doctor strange and it did the multiverse thing uh better than doctor strange so yeah i i would highly recommend everything everywhere all at once probably sober first and then 
watch it either intoxicated or the other thing. Uh, I feel like it'd be interesting. Do y'all have to go or do you have like nope. five more minutes? No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, same here. I had bonus questions. <laughs> I know it's like almost two hours now. Do you have a favorite actor from this year in any movie? It doesn't have to be in your top 10. It could just be uh actor that you thought was amazing. I mean, then, then I'll, uh, not, not to, not to be repetitive, but then I'll, I'll give it to, um, I'll give it to, to to Black Panther again, just because I, I feel like there was just so much emotion that when uh, Letitia Wright was conveying humor, anger, sadness, whatever, it, I think it was very, very well done. You know, I, I know that some actors choose to draw on personal experiences to evoke sadness or whatever. And I just feel like everyone really, really felt Chadwick through this movie and like i mean i i was in tears the first scene right the very mm-hmm. the very beginning uh and i'm not even talking about when she's trying to say i'm talking like before that when like the marvel superimposes on the screen yeah. and it just showed him everywhere and like i'm so mad at myself that i didn't see it opening weekend because mm-hmm. i'm absolutely like a screamer in movies you know like like a cheer person a clapping person a yelling person and I saw it so late that like no one was doing that in the theater. So oh. I just, I didn't have the opportunity, like, oh, what was me? I didn't have the opportunity yeah. to really like open up when, you know, Marvel's coming in and you see him walking in with his black suit. And he does the Wakanda, the Wakanda Forever sign, right? Uh, jumping out of a plane in his Black Panther suit, you know, kicking ass and doing all these things. So to see her like talk about her brother, who was her co-actor, who was her role model, who was, you know, her hero, who was all these different, these different things. And I feel like you truly did feel all of the emotions that she had in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Monet? I would say I put Regina Hall in mind simply because just for the scene in Hunt for Jesus Bird, the mime scene. Oh my God. I was like, wow. Yeah. Also, I just feel like everybody has an expectation of her that she's just like goofy because of the scary yeah. movie. Right now. The TV's leaking. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so not that she's not amazing at that, but just to see her in another like a different element and do it just as well, it was like, you know, yeah. Like, wow. I had her on on my list of of people. I had Michelle Yo. I think I think yeah I it'd be Letitia right just because she had Wakanda forever and then I stumbled on this other movie the Silent Twins. Oh, I watched that too. Yeah, and she was in it, and it is a totally different Letitia Wright from yeah, they, what she does in Shuri. So, yeah. uh, I thought that was that was super cool. Those that was that was really a cool movie too. Best fight scene was there a fight scene that stood out to you? Chris also said Letitia Wright. What kind of his favorite actor? Uh, best fight scene. I said the fight scene in Bullet Train between uh, Lemon and Ladybug, which is okay. Bryce Henry and Brad Pitt. So I, I'm I'm glad. Like I'm I'm almost mad I didn't say Bullet Train first because I was like I don't want to say What Kind of Forever again, and I was going right for Bullet Train again. If you watch, let me see, Smoking Aces or what was the other one? Uh, Lockstock Smoking. 
I was going to say that one or Snatch, which those are actually a sequel and a prequel to each other. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you have these different perspectives and like kind of everyone shows up all at once and then chaos ensues. And so, yeah, Bullet Train, basically any of the fight scenes with Brad Pitt, because they're also like comedic. Like there's one part where they're fighting and, and this is a train, right? So there's like train employees and one of the attendants walks in and Brad Pitt and Lemon are fighting and they stop because like, like almost like we're, we're not, we're not doing anything. Right. Like that kind of a thing. They're like, they're all beat up and stuff. And um, she's like, Oh, do you want anything from the trolley dear? Right. So he's like, Oh, I'll take a, a water. And then he goes, you know what? I don't have my wallet. So he's like, can you buy this? So, for so me? The other guy and that he's fighting in the middle of a fight. Fight. Like, what the fight hell? Death, you know? And so again, I, it's just, I, I thought that the comedy aspect in that movie was really good. And so for the fight scene there, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, well, Chris said Shuri versus Namor at the end was yeah. a good fight scene. Yeah, it was a good fight scene. Yeah, uh, like, I was. Just, I'm glad I didn't say that because I think that one's just like that's on the list. Yeah, there's a the fight scene. There's lots of fight scenes in everything, everywhere, and because it's the multiverse thing, there's lots of jumps to other stuff and lots of weird, trippy things happening. Uh, but they also get really creative with the world around them with objects that's what i'll say best ending i put i put no only because i felt like i was satisfied yeah i don't know what you mean by best ending but for my purposes i'll say good night mommy okay i think for me it was wakanda forever in that you know it ends sherry's hanging out and she's finally taking time to grieve and then Lupita Nyong'o's character, oh my, Nakia, comes over and drops this bombshell of a fucking thing, <laughs> and I go, "What? It's this? It's like it's like you had the best ice bowl of ice cream ever, and someone's like, here's a thousand dollars. Also, what? Like this? I it was it was amazing. I I was just I was I was giddy. I was extra giddy afterwards. It was a burst of of giddiness that hit my body." Um, so are we are we not saying what it was? Oh, I I guess I could. I don't know why I'm. I saying... said it was the baby. I said it was the baby. But I didn't say like. Yeah, the oh. boy, the boy, the, the introduction of his son. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I just felt like not, but I guess. Yeah, like we're giving away the movie, but at this point. Yeah, yeah if you haven't seen it, that that's on you. Well, because because what I was going to say about about what about that part, right? About the son is from an outside perspective. I really really love. The idea, like, I don't think this boy, and, and I'm sorry, I don't know his name. I don't think he understands the magnitude of his role in cinema at this point. You, you know, like the, like, the boy I'm, as I'm, an actor? No, the Probably. boy, like, as, as his, in real life, like, yeah. him. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, I don't think he understands that he's taking on a mantle of this phenomenal superhero character, yes. Mm-hmm. But he's also been injected into a franchise that is basically going to set up his entire film career from here moving on out. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a massive, yes, I think it's a weight, like who knows how challenging it might be for him. But I just think that that is so incredible as an opportunity that it's like, Hey, we're, we're snatching you while you're like, what, like, what is he like seven or eight years old? Something like that. Yeah. Something. And, if done correctly, you you we're we're literally setting you up to be a very very successful actor and have an incredible career if it's done right. And I, and I think that is a phenomenal opportunity to give someone. Yeah, 
movies they didn't get. So these are movies that you really enjoyed, but it didn't seem like other people did. Clearly Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing I put on there was the Banshees of Inishirin because nobody was really talking about it, but not because people didn't, you know, enjoy yeah. it. Obviously it's doing well, like, critically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really enjoyed the 355 and I heard a lot of people shitting on it. Um, I'm not familiar with that one. It came out last January. It's Lupita Nyong'o, Jessica Chastain. So it's like four female agents on a mission. Like they, they run into each other oh. on their, their separate missions and they figure okay, so out, it's, Oh, it's, it's bullet train. It's bullet train. <laughs> it's a female bullet train. Uh, there's no trains, but um, yeah, basically that. I thought it was super cool, but uh, it got shitted on. But I thought it, it was like a, it was a fun movie. So I don't know why we're, we we got to do this. But uh, Javi, do you have, I guess, uh, Morbius, yeah. right? Like, No, no, it's not Morbius. Again, I like Morbius because I was like, these colors are really cool. That's literally as deep as it went. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you guys, so I, I, I mean, I did arrive late. So I don't know if maybe I missed someone talking about Barbarian. Oh yeah, Chris. Chris had Barbarian as his number ten, but he also only saw ten movies. Ten movies. Oh, so it like made the list by default. Yeah, yeah by default. Yeah. So I actually liked Barbarian. And, oh my gosh. Um, no, no, no. So again, I was going down this horror, you know, horror path, and I think it was one of those movies that like it was so loud on one specific topic that that's all you focused on. Okay. So like the the the, the incest? yeah I would say the monster person whatever is like a product of incest but like generations of incest and it's like once you hear that that's all you focus on and you're like that's why this thing looks like that or whatever but for me again I'm kind of like okay if we can get over the killer incest baby if we just <laughs> if we just look past that can't move forward if we can just look past that incest very hard. The um, giant incest baby. Okay. The giant incest baby, which was also uh, an episode of Rick and Morty, because I guess that's just like a thing now. <laughs> Is it really? We, yeah, there's an episode of Rick and Morty where Morty and Summer create a giant incest baby. Okay. Um, right. It's very tastefully done, though. No, so. Uh, incest tastefully. Okay, where was I? Oh, incest baby. Incest so baby. Let's go, if you giant. Look past that, right? There's there's a couple <laughs> other things going on in this in this film. Where, like, again, it's a story about, like, just very evil, vile people. And in that list of characters, the incest baby is not a vile, evil character. I'm like, she's misunderstood. But, like, like again, there's a, there's a few characters in the movie that you're like, wow, you're really, really bad. And, again, me coming from the whole, like, I, I like vengeance. I like rage. I like revenge. Things like that. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of that in this film. Another actor I really like, Justin Long, he's in this movie. He's a piece of shit. He's a horrible, horrible person. Chris said that, Chris. Said yeah. That. Yeah. And he he absolutely gets what's coming to him. He's just like this gaslighting asshole, whatever. And he eventually gets what's coming to him. And it's and it's great. You're very satisfied when that happens. And you know, the main character, she's she's very good. She's just a good person. And good things happen to good people in this movie. So Again, it, yeah, it was this rage-filled incest baby, which has a very dark backstory that you you do you do get into. But I, I honestly, I thought it was a good movie. Okay, 
Well, you all just didn't get it. It didn't. It didn't, it didn't, we, it didn't I didn't see it. Everybody else thought it was a good movie too. It has positive reviews. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe Chris is wrong then. I don't know. Um, but I understand what? why he can't move past the incest. So yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. No, it, like I said, it's a very loud theme in the movie. Movies we didn't get, so it seemed like everybody else enjoyed it, and you are wondering what the hell are you talking about? I couldn't think of anything. No. Actually. So I, I will say this. Nope actually falls on this list for me. Not because I didn't like it. There was just, I like just had, had some number, questions. You have it at number three. Okay. Obviously you're keeping track of my whole life now. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because I, I did really like it. And again, it's a monster movie, but like it was something that like stuck with me. Like what the hell was going on there was when um a couple things. One, like you're saying the blood all over the house. Mm-hmm. Where I was kind of like, so did this, this man has lived here for 40-ish years, whatever. And this thing just never shit all over his house before? Like, that that just never happened? So I didn't know why it started. I didn't understand, like, the, the exposition of the film. Then mm-hmm. the other thing was, again, when we're watching the um, the beginning where there's this... this <laughs> this monkey terrorizing, <laughs> this chimpanzee terrorizing the, the set. There's a scene where, as a as a little boy, he's hiding under the table because he, he can't, like he's like I don't want this mo- this chimpanzee to, to kill me, and then there's a shoe, I don't know if you remember, there's a yeah. shoe that's balancing, uh huh, and it's like mysteriously balancing. It's not balancing just because physics made it land that way. It's like it's being held up by something, and I just remember, okay, they're gonna explain that at some point. They're gonna explain that. And I just felt like it never got explained unless I missed it. But I was just like, what the hell was that about? I can text it to you. I, was like, I don't know if you, you I get to. Oh, uh, so the idea is, uh, I think Daniel Kalia asks Kiki Palmer somewhere in the movie, you know, what is the word for a bad miracle? So like something unexplainable that happens in the middle of a bad thing. For, I, I've tried to find what the shoe means. And that's sort of where it always goes to i don't know if in the blu-ray of nope uh jordan peele explains it but uh it's sort of just unexplainable things that happen in the middle of traumatic things okay i don't know if that's a satisfying answer for you but uh, i'm like "Eh." (laughs) yeah so it, it yeah i don't know if there's another meaning to it but uh that's the stuff i found on it movie i didn't get matrix resurrections that came out this year uh, oh yeah i just i never understood i watched it i never i guess it's cool like the idea of it and they have really cool action sequences but just to hear how involved people get into the lore of the matrix and just like what it means and we're in it right now and i don't know i of course i have things that i love that you know people question so but that would be my thing. I didn't quite get it, but people loved it. What was the most disappointing movie of this year? Um, Chris Chris said Thor 4. Oh, he said Thor 4. He said Thor 4. I want Love. another one that I didn't see. I wish I had. Disappointing. Morbius. Uh, I didn't even see Morbius. I can't bring myself to see Morbius. Me either, because every time I thought about it, I just remember when I went to work out and my personal trainer talked about it for 30 minutes about how yeah. terrible a movie it was. And I was like, really? She's like, just don't waste your time. 
yeah. I don't know. We paid money for this. She was very upset. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to say Easter Sunday, which is really Joe, Joe Coy. I know I'm Filipino and I'm tearing down the Filipino movie, the one Filipino movie this year. Uh, and it just, there were some things they did editing or just looked bad or storyline wise. I go, ah, oh, we've, it's 2022. Like we could have made something so funny. And I, I love him as a stand up. Um, and I know stand-up and writing a movie are two different art forms. So I get that it doesn't exactly translate. I mean, it was cool to see people speaking Tagalog on screen and it being in a movie theater. And I was I, w- I was disappointed. I think that's just because I'm I'm from it. So I'm expecting a lot from it. So hopefully more get made. So then this isn't the only, not that it is the only right now, but just in general. I put Deep Water which is a movie with... Is that Kristen um, Stewart? No, it has um, Ben Affleck and Anna... Oh, I, I was I was on the same page as you, Michael. I was thinking that one that she... Yeah, but anyways, go ahead. Um, because I guess I was expecting, like, Gone Girl because it had, like, a similar yeah. thing. And I really like Gone Girl. The whole movie, I was just, like, annoyed at her decisions and, like, why don't they just get a divorce? And he's like, we're not divorcing. And he's literally just... Killing everybody she cheats on him with. Okay. Did you say killing? Yes. Tight. And he's riding around on a bike doing it. Like a bicycle? Yes. Shut up. I was kidding. Is it really a bicycle? Yes. God damn it. Incest baby. (laughs) Incest baby. Little rails randomly in there. It's just a little (laughs) rail. I love him. I love little rails. And I was just like, Ben, we did so good with Grown Girl. What happened here? So I just... Interesting. And I like Anna Darmus. Yeah, uh, it didn't do. I guess my expectations were higher because it reminded me of Gone Girl, but it yeah. wasn't that. So, that yeah. sucks. Did we do worse? I, 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 oh, go uh, ahead, Javi. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, I did watch. So what, what was the question like? Like movies that didn't do well? Or disappointing. Disappointing. Okay, okay. Disappointing is better because I think it was a good movie. I just wasn't satisfied with it. The menu. Oh, I wanted oh, to see that. Michael's been talking yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I would definitely watch it again so that I could try and get a better appreciation for what I saw. Uh-huh. Because I, I, I did, I did like it. I, it's just, I just, I wanted a little bit more. It's again, genre. It is a, a horror movie, but subcategory. It's more of just like a, like a, a mind bending thriller, I guess, because nothing like super scary happens. But it's one of those films that I'm just like, I just want it. So the red shoe, th- uh, not the red shoe, the, the, the floating shoe thing, right? Uh-huh. I am a very, very simple-minded movie watcher. I want my movies to tell me what they're trying to tell me. And that's what I want on screen. That's why I say things like, Morbius had really cool colors. Because like, I'm not trying to, to, more often than not, I'm not trying to like philosophize over these movies. So... Like one time this guy was like, oh, you you freaking caveman, because God forbid you have to put any thought. And I was like, that's not what I want when I go watch movies. Like, that, that's not what I want. That's why I love Spider-Man. No real thought. Like, he sees something bad, he saves someone, and then good things happen, and it's Spider-Man. So the menu... Not in that last one. Not in that last one. Oh, yeah. No Way Home. Wait, are, are we knocking No Way Home? Because I wanted to talk no, about... No, oh, I I it. No, I liked it a lot. I loved it. It was really good. I'm just saying it was sad. Yeah. yeah um, sad. So the menu, again, I also feel like like... I I actually re an actor I didn't know I liked this much is Ray Fiennes. Mm-hmm. 
And again, you know, he's kind of like, who is he? He's Lord Voldemort. Yeah, but he's done a lot more, you know? And so he is the, the, I don't know if he's the antagonist. I guess you'd call him an antagonist in this movie. It was kind of disappointing because I felt like the driver of this whole film is just that his career is coming to an end. That's it. Like when you, when you kind of zoom out and you're kind of like, why is all this crazy stuff happening? Cause Ray Fiennes was a very prominent chef and then he just wasn't anymore. And I was like, that, that's it. Like this is a very sinister movie and all of this is happening just cause you, you're not getting another Michelin star. Like, like that's like, like Gordon Ramsay would never, you know, um, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay would never cut. Gordon Ramsay would, I'm going to make that a bumper sticker. Gordon Ramsay. Please, please do. What would Gordon Ramsay do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never that. And, not um, that. It was really good. Uh, don't give me, I did, I did enjoy it and I would go see it again, but again, that's just so I could kind of get Garner a better appreciation for it because as, as good as I thought it was, I feel like it underdelivered. There were some plot points that I wanted better explained. Some things that kind of just, in my opinion, didn't make sense. Like, I don't know why this is in the movie, but it is, mm-hmm. you know. But it's it's worth the watch. It's definitely worth the watch. Because, yeah, I definitely do want to see it. Do you have a worst movie? I already but, told you it's Beast. Okay. <laughs> Beast. Okay. Monet did not like Beast. Beast? Javi? Yeah. Oh, was that Id- Idris Elba? Yeah. Probably oh, was. man. Probably that the worst movie I've ever seen, honestly. I'm like, That's that was, a bummer. That was my reaction to Javi because I wanted to see it, but now I can knock it I down mean, my you list. Know, if you, you know, if you just have some random time, you know, and I don't, I don't have random time. I have to pick and choose at a very specific time. Yeah, there's two children who are running around this house. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't come in. Uh, my worst movie, I saw it two nights ago. It's unhuman on Amazon is so fucking bad. I heard that was bad. <laughs> I, I don't know why bad, I thought it was going to be good. I think I'm so pissed. I lost two hours of my life or hour 45, whatever. And it just wouldn't end. They were getting to the part where it's ending, where the, the villain is getting beat up and they drag it on. And I go, why? We're not. This is you're not being thought provoking and you're not even doing it in a cool way this is just stupid i can't undo it i can't take back my time fuck you amazon for suggesting this to me um (laughs) unhuman please do not watch it i'm Um, looking it up no (laughs) it's gonna know you looked it up yeah, it is going to wreck it, man. And it's gonna be like people like now i'm gonna start getting ads on instagram for it and stuff yeah see it was fucking stupid. Fucking fuck. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's uh, I can't wait to watch this movie as soon as we get off this call. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. It's probably worse that I promoted it. Yeah, uh, and next and next movie draft that we do, I'm gonna be like, so unhuman's definitely on my list. Like, I'm not inviting you. Uh, <laughs> do you have a movie? Last question, eight hours later, most anticipated for next year. What's a movie you're looking forward to? I think I have the same answer as Chris. I forgot to look up movies beforehand, but Spider-Verse is coming oh, yeah, out next see. year. Uh, so I'm just going to steal his answer as well. Uh, yeah, a lot of people. I, I'm not not looking forward to it. I I had trouble really admiring the first Spider-Verse. Like, it was good, but it's almost like I really like Teen Titans. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I like Teen Titans Go. Yes. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 it's Spider. I'm gonna watch anything Spider Man. He's my favorite superhero. But 
I just couldn't really buy into it in terms of like, so is this a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is it not? Are we incorporating it to like, because they're introducing like multiverse realities, right? Mm-hmm. Are we incorporate like, like, does this exist in like the Avengers timeline, right? Like that kind of a thing. Maybe I'm looking too deep into it. I don't know. But, but I just, I, I wasn't able to get on board with uh, Enter the Spider-Verse the way everyone else did. Okay. Monet? The third Creed, because that was supposed to come out this oh. year. I have to wait till March. So, yeah. I, I am I, so excited for that. In fact, I think saw I'll this on this answer. list. You change yeah, your I answer? Yeah, I think I'll agree with you, Monet. <laughs> I was going to say Avatar. I am really excited for Avatar. But yeah, definitely Creed. I saw, I, I didn't even see a trailer for Creed. I, uh, I, I also, I avidly avoid trailers. Like I really, really, really? Tra- the only time. Yeah. The only time I watch them is when I'm in the actual theater mm-hmm. because um, I just feel like more often than not trailers give too much away. A lot of trailers do. That's valid. Like, you know, Wakanda forever. I didn't want to know ahead of time that there was going to be this Mayan civilization. I thought mm-hmm. that would have just been so awesome to go see the movie and be like, Oh my God, there's Mayans here. Like, that is so I don't feel like they gave away too much, though, in the trailer. Yeah, it was no. more about like them grieving and moving mm-hmm. yeah. forward than anything, in that trailer at least. But that's true. Trailers do. Sometimes I'm like, wow, well, you told the whole story. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, and I'm trying to remember. There was one trailer. Oh, it was, uh, it was uh, No Way Home. It was No Way Home where I was like, oh, yeah. Aspect. Yeah, they I gave away a lot. They did. They gave away so much. Now, it didn't take away from the movie, but that movie came out last year, so I won't go down this rabbit hole. But, like, the trailer, when they showed the original Doc Ock, Otto Octavius, mm-hmm. I was like, why did you show that? Exactly. You, you didn't have to show that. I could have just gone to the movie, saw that, like, oh, here come the octopus arms. I wonder who they got to play Doc Ock. And then be like, it's the original Dr. Octopus. Like, that would have been so cool. That didn't have to be released in the trailer, you know? So anyways, yeah, I try to avoid trailers. So I haven't seen one for Creed. I don't know if there is one for Creed. The only reason I know it's coming is because I saw a poster at the theater. And I was like, oh, I cannot wait to see that movie. Trailer looks, it looks good. Yeah. I changed my answer now that I'm looking at this list of movies. Yeah, Creed 3. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah, I want to see that. Uh, I'm excited for that. And then, of course, uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance. All right. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) uh, That's coming out. February 10th. That's where I'll be. What? They're still making those? They are, and I'm ready. I, I didn't know that was real, but I am absolutely here for it. XXL <laughs> was, was amazing. Yeah. I liked XXL, though, but I didn't realize they were still making <laughs> They are. I don't know what the plot is, but they are. Uh, thank you all for doing this. I really appreciate it. I'm going to watch some of the movies, and I'm not going to watch. Please, Javi, don't watch that movie. I, it's, I've, I've already got a queued up right here. No, oh, fucking. Probably pulled it up. Damn it. Like, I'm hitting end on this call and I'm hitting play on my TV. It's no. All right. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. <laughs> Wait, and then also, you're going to have to hear me bitch about how bad this movie is. Do not text me. That's what I'm telling you right now. Do not. So and it's it's horror. So it's it's stuff you love, but done oh, see, really I badly. Have to watch it now. You Damn it. No, that. it's it's a romantic comedy. damn it all right bye have a good weekend guys all right bye thank you guys for letting me come later i appreciate it jeez louise all right (laughs) bye all right and then you're seven uh believe it or not i really liked morbius okay you're done